How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Happy Tuesday morning. Rick Ease, we are the Junks. We're coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980 AM, and Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star technician, just go to CropMetcalf.com. I'm Cakes at Money Metal Cakes, where you find me on your Twitter. Please give a follow if you're not already. I'm joined by Jason Bishop. What's up, boy? Hello. Also joined by John Paul Flame. Just looking at Jason's spiral notebook. What are you keeping track of there? Those are my golf pools. Golf pools. <laughs> Multiple yeah. golf pools. i got to make my picks. Very good. Uh, and Eric Bickle here. That rounds Morning. out your junks. Awesome. How are you, Ricky? I'm good. Terrible weather. I and mean, you guys are going to laugh. It's when raining. I, and when I tell you that Loudoun County closed schools. <laughs> they closed them yesterday. Because I just saw in the last 15 minutes in Montgomery County where three of us live, Jake, mm-hmm. CV, and myself, two-hour delay. When I got in the car, it's raining, (laughs) and I believe it was about 40 degrees. Yeah. Now, I know that the weather people say it may get colder, and there might be a wintry mix a little bit later, like at 10 a.m., and maybe there's a part of Montgomery County that's going to have some snow, but I can't imagine my part having snow. No, no, they're now just canceling school if they think the roads might be a little bit slippery. Well, that's what you got to do. You have to decide. It doesn't have to be snow. See, Loudoun should separate western from Eastern, because Eastern County should not be closed. Western Loudoun, all right, different story. <clears throat> bit more rural, and the weather might be a little worse in Western County, but Eastern County, Eastern Loudoun County, they should be going to school. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's Whatever. Kind of now, I mean, as a kid, I used to love those situations. I mean, God bless you. Sure, God but it really kills parents. I don't even know. My wife drops off Isabella generally for a carpool on Tuesday morning because she teaches classes. I should probably know exactly when, but 8, 30, 9, 30, 10, 30, I believe, are three classes. So I don't even know what she does. I don't know what a lot of people do. they got to get their kids to school that also have to get to work. Got to scramble somehow. I think uh, everything just gets put on hold. Did Loudoun County announce yesterday? I missed that. Oh, yeah. They announced yesterday. My wife told me last night. She's like, oh, my God, they're canceling schools. Loudoun County canceled. Yeah. Just uh, know that the donk drivers are—they are out 
in full force this yeah, morning. They are idiots. I mean, just on my commute alone, I saw somebody backing up <clears> on <throat> like a major interstate on 495 on the shoulder because they missed their exit. So they're backing up about an eighth of a mile to try to get to the to the split point and then mm-hmm. go the correct direction. Yeah. Donk move one. Yeah, and then as they get closer to D.C., a lane was blocked off because obviously somebody overdriving the conditions spun out, hit the wall, and was facing the wrong direction. Right. Like, all the donks are out. They, just, yeah. they, they can't drive with some rain coming down in the morning. So just beware out on the roads today. EB hydroplane back in high school, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I might have been. I might have been in college. I was thinking I was in college years and years ago. Yeah, you hydroplaned on Central Avenue. Even when you hydroplane, like I was telling my wife the other day, I hydroplaned for like a second, a half a second. It terrifies you. Sure, you just lose a little control of the vehicle just for a second. Yep. Now the the move, in my opinion, is just don't do anything, and your car will regain track. Like don't don't jerk the steering wheel, don't slam on the brakes, just don't overcorrect. Just calm down. Mm-hmm. But it is a terrifying half second when that happens. I had a huge, this will sound really weak, but it definitely, you know, I'm just in my highway hypnosis driving on the G-Dub Parkway and a huge splash, not from my car, from mm-hmm. the other side, just all of a sudden pummeled me mm-hmm. and it just It'll throw freaked you. me out That'll for a second. That'll throw you a little bit uh, if you're not prepared for it. Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of morons out there on the, <laughs> that, on the roads. That is very correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, 90% of people are just morons. Clear I think with the school can. systems, I think there's part of it where look, nobody likes to work, right? So if they can get like a little excuse to get some time sure. off, and it's still shorten the day, it, it still, still counts, counts the day toward exactly. how, like, 180. I don't know how what the number is that you have to get in. Yeah, you don't have to add a day year. in June. Yeah, it counts. Uh, just shorten it up. Yeah, two well, hour delay. You know what? It's. Um, it's interesting you brought that up. I was talking to my buddy who's an athletic director, and he mm-hmm. said for most counties, mm-hmm. the transportation department of the counties is the one that makes the decision. So it's not the teachers. It's not the principal. It's not the right. superintendent. Right. It's the transportation. So the, You know it's not the teachers. Whoever runs the, the buses are saying, yeah. no, it's not, it's not worth it. Right. So right, they, right. That's, what they, that's how they make yeah, the decision. Yeah, I mean, it's not the principals. It's not the teachers. All right. not the school nurse. It's transportation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the teachers are about size because they're just in the dark like everybody else. Yeah. And they get size. They went out for extended happy hour yesterday. <laughs> Listen, I well, I originally got my master's degree in education to be a guidance counselor, and I figured I'd coach high school basketball, and I'd be Morgan Wooten Jr. <laughs> and I was in that school, you know, and I did internships and stuff. You loved it. Cakes' wife is a teacher. You know, I got a lot of teachers in my family. I mean, you know, I get it. Everybody mm-hmm. loves a day off. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's a surprise day I'm off. not sure when President's Day is, but Jason will tell me when we have that oh, day next off. Week, it's Monday. isn't it? It's yeah. Monday. You got, got a three-day three three weekend? weekend. Oh, I'll take it. Jim have told him. He might have shown up I got on a fi- Monday. I got a five-day weekend because I'm off Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday. So I'm off. You got a five-day weekend. Five-day weekend. Sweet. <laughs> See, you're learning from me, little wraparound. <laughs> so right. you're off. This, no, I'm, I'm not doing any vacation. I'm traveling. I'm going but... I'm going to North Kakalaki for a few days. Ah, oh, that's good. Some By unwinding, way, I... leisure, recreation. Yeah, a couple of House good. hunting, couple, perhaps. A couple things. Mm. Yesterday, I went to, I had a busy day in physical therapy, and then I went to my, um, I don't know, my gastro doctor. What's, uh-huh. it, what's he called? What's the gastroenterologist? Yeah. yeah Why? G- what's just what's going on with you? I'm scheduling G- my second colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that yet? Okay. So he comes in, he wants to talk to you and, you know, see if there's any symptoms and, you know, take, right. some, take a little, some small tests, fill out some paperwork. Yeah. May, May 10th. 
All right. is my second. Mm. Almost, right after your birthday. All right. Almost a, almost four years from my first one. It's your birthday May 4th? It is. There <laughs> you go. Got a star, All these years, star I finally birthday. remembered right. it, I think, last year because yeah. it's the day before Cinco de Mayo. Mm. Me and Rory McElroy, May 4th. But so I s- scheduled it May tenth. It's a, it's a fr- you. It's get a those pipes cleaned out. I think once yeah. you, uh, my whole theory is once you get that first one and you get a clean bill of health, then just stay regular. You should be okay. Like you should know be. what I mean? Yeah, it's that first one that's terrifying because you've had like fifty years to build up all your tumors. He says I have diverticulitis though. Oh really? What does that mean? I've heard that term I don't a million know what times. That is. He like says they're flame. little they're little pockets in the colons. It's like little pockets. Mm-hmm. He said it's pretty normal, but I don't know. It doesn't sound great having having like an you itis. Have, you have like cargo pants. He told in your you colon. that yesterday. So yesterday's the first time you ever heard that. Well, he might have told me that after the you know four years ago after the exam. But uh huh. So what does that mean? Like what exactly? Does uh, it mean? I mean, he just says there's pockets in the colon. I don't know what that means. Uh-huh. Get, they're stretched too thin, maybe, and they get. I think you're you're getting off light. You'd rather have an itis than like an oma or an emia. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because if you get like an oma. All right, here, here you go. Says, then it's really bad. Inflammation news. of one or more pouches or sacs that bulge out from the wall of the that hollow sounds organ. So minor. You got a lot of sack issues. What's going on with the uh, skin uh, tag? Your, your skin I tag pulled it off. Bu- I told you I was going to pull it off. like crazy? No, I didn't. It was. Wow, minor. That's, that's quite a move. But it's, I'm glad it did because it doesn't hurt anymore. And then Valdez, a listener, was asking me yesterday how your hemorrhoid is doing. He was concerned about you. Uh, it's slowly decreasing. <laughs> it's getting less uncomfortable and less annoying since I got the steroid cream. Right. But it's been, I guess it's over a week now that I've had it. And he can't, he can't, he told me, can you tell people what, you know, oh, what uh, I've, I've uh, started uh, doing a hard fiber regimen. Okay. Um, I'm taking two fiber gummies daily. I've been doing Good. that for five days. Doesn't doesn't change a thing. <laughs> you, you, you never responded to when I sent that picture of what you should. Oh, I sent I, a picture I, of the Metamucil he should be taking every day. I just I just got the, radio. Um, I just yeah. ordered the fiber in the hole. So that's kind of similar. It's, yeah, it's basically it's the same name. thing. Yeah, it's a great name for a product. And I think uh, it's made by vets too. So. Mm. Okay, you're supporting a yes. veteran-owned business. I am, but, but, I've, but I've been Not taking veterinarians. <laughs> but I've been taking that for four or five days daily. Yeah, good. And I haven't, but no, but Jason, here's mm. the thing: I haven't seen a change. Oh, well, really? You, you're pretty regular with your coffee consumption. And no, I know, but, but, but bricks. Yeah, still. yeah. He, the, he needs a, he needs a couple. I'm telling <laughs> you, like there's no there's no maybe you just consist, have there's no change in consistency. You know what? You're, your poos are a murderer's row. You need to One schedule some cupcakes or directional schools. Are you plenty hydrated? Make sure you're Dude, I drink, wa- I drink water all day long. Okay, I probably good. have over a gallon of water a day. All right, so that's a good thing. Water! I, I recommend the fiber cereal. But... It's, been, it's been very eye-opening to me. Yeah. I, cause <laughs> it's I didn't a health know, scare. Well, I didn't know, I didn't know that the, 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 the fiber basically does nothing you know, for I me. I a, a little <laughs> bit of their bit season when I was driving up to New York. And he thought if you had hemorrhoids, that meant you had a dirty butt. That's what he thought. Well, I, mean, I thought the, the the preconceived notion of hemorrhoids is that you're dirty and, you don't oh, and obese. Well, and so I that's mean, why you get hemorrhoids. He's a journalism no. student. He didn't take 100 bio classes. I know, but where would you even think of that? <laughs> I, don't I just, I think that's... You're a poor groomer. <laughs> I think that's kind of like the, the... Common knowledge? Yeah. Common thought? Not the common knowledge. I just thought it was... Common kind of, perception? Yeah, like that was the, the perception of yeah. it. Oh, by the way, my gastro doc told me yesterday, you know, usually they, they tell you 
start getting the colonoscopies at 50. Yeah, now, now they're, they're moving it up. Now yeah. they're saying 45. Yeah, well, you already passed that, so you're good. Yeah. I'm just saying, people are 45 now, you might want to get them checked. Yeah, yeah. Drab, you're right on the, the verge. And I right bet you in another five years, they'll move it up to 40. What is, what is Drabby again? He's 40? 40 or 40? 40, 40, 40 like last year. Yeah, yeah. Which one? Colon cancer or prostate cancer? Which one are they checking for? Colon that's is colon, a, that's colon where cancer. a colonoscopy is. Mm. Yeah. Prostate's for the pee-pee. Prostate. They, they do a little I saw, thing, a I min- saw OJ manual got, test. Huh? OJ has prostate cancer. Oh, does yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were, they initially said he was in hospice, and he's, he's like yeah, clearly yeah. walking around. He's not in Although hospice. he's walking around earthing with a cane. Like, <laughs> his body's banged up. Oh, yeah. He's almost, isn't he almost 80? Yeah, he's, old. he's old. I know. I just used to seeing OJ he's on the golf and course. And he's yeah. an ex-NFL running back that played long before they cared about concussions and CTE. You might headshots that dude took. I've definitely yeah, seen him in a courtroom more than anywhere else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Even, even though close. he's obviously a horrible person, I still don't like seeing O.J. Simpson get old. That just means life is flying <laughs> yeah. by. Life is flying Tiger by. Shushimi. It is. You're right. Life is flying I will never by. forget. Think about it every I'll day. never forget where I was when I saw the, the white Bronco being chased down, down the L.A. Yeah. freeway. I was in my... Uh, condo in Odenton. Uh-huh. It was ni- that had to be nineteen ninety six. June or July? It was definitely in summertime. Ninety four or ninety six? I can't remember. I think why. it was, was ninety four. I'm going to say ninety five. I think it's ninety five. I think it was ninety five. Okay. I'll check. Yeah. I think the trial was ninety six. Maybe. I think like the I was did they the... cut into like the Blazers were in the NBA Rocket, Rockets. 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 Okay. Yeah. Rockets. <laughs> For some reason, I kind of, I just kind of remember that. Was that ninety four? Yeah, June ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Okay. Don't challenge me on dates. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Because I was June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. I called that. Uh, you, you I did. was at the Carousel Hotel. That's when you check were in, was... checking in Yinzers from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I know you bad, bad, bad tippers. <laughs> who was who was his buddy? It was in the car. Come on, okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm not EB level OJ trivia, <laughs> no, but I mean that's my brain's mush. I've forgotten everything. That's such a softball. I used to. Don't be. ask me where they went to dinner. I knock it out of the park. Mezzaluna. Mezzaluna. I mean that's so easy. Everybody knows that. They got the ice so, cream. <laughs> so the uh, the Super Bowl most watched game slash show ever. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just getting more and more I don't know popular. What the, I don't know what the total number was. One hundred twenty-three point four million. I believe that's across all platforms now. They're calling. They're covering. You know. I still don't oh, understand. Yeah, yeah. What are the other? How many people live in the U.S. now? Three hundred million. Three fifty probably. What are the other two hundred million doing? What are What are you know. doing? I went to, Super Bowl. I Sunday. made the mistake. Well, do, do they factor in waste people, management? <laughs> people going out to bars. Do they I, factor I that know. into the ratings? I think so because it's all platforms. I w- I made the mistake of going to Safeway. Like at three o'clock, because oh, I, I run some errands. I went to church with my mom. Bad timing. Did a bunch of stuff, and I could. First of all, I couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah, I had to go to the underground parking. <laughs> Good luck getting a cart, shopping cart. I, I, I hate carts. I despise them. I like to do mini trips. So I just get the little basket. Oh, but that's I, horrible. Well, I don't like pushing a big ass cart, uh, and I wasn't getting a lot of stuff. Believe me, I was just getting a few things. Yeah, um, but the 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 shelves were pummeled. Don't the, go down the, the snack aisle. You couldn't find wings. Like, obviously, oh, yeah. we wanted to make some wings. Sure. Um, that didn't work. Yeah, the, all the dips were pummeled. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, you went three hours before kick. Like, I, of course it's going to be wiped out. I just said, hey, we should have some snacks to watch the game. And she said, we don't really have much. You should just go. And then, you know, spur of the moment decision. And I just couldn't believe. 
How many people were so there? So here's my question. So you went to a party with so r- roughly watching. 50 yep. people. Mm-hmm. But how does Nielsen judge how many people are at a party? That one, they're not going to be able to calculate that. Right. So there's a, m- many more than oh, what I the number is. Maybe. But I do think there are a lot of people who don't watch it that you just think of, like, if my mom was still alive, she probably wouldn't watch the Super Bowl. You know, my mother yeah. said she didn't plan on it, but she got caught up in it at the end. Okay, she watched it. But a lot of you know, elderly women, yeah. you know, all the people that live in, like, senior centers. I guess. No, it's not that that many. I mean, maybe it's, it's 5 million or 10 million or something. It's not like it's 100 million. I bet you there's a lot more than you think. If, you're, if you don't have full-blown dementia or Alzheimer's, I don't care where you're living. I don't care if you're in an uh, old person's home or you're living independently. You should still be watching the Super Bowl. Well, as, many, think, as long I, as you have your mental factors. What, what did the Taylor Swift effect have in terms of viewers? I'm had sure to be it a few added million. Like some kids or something. I'm sure it bumped up women. Yeah. For sure. Had to be a few million. But I mean, it went up like talk- five or six million. But the reality is the NFL, the popularity has just boomed really for like 25 years. So at the party, I have a you know good buddy of mine was born in Italy. He came over here to get his PhD at Purdue. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he was he he doesn't really understand football and he was trying to understand why it's so popular. He's like he's like everybody here. He goes, why do they care about Kansas City? Right. And and you know why do they care about these teams? Aren't they like Washington fans? And I was like, well, some of them is like, but it's just the biggest game. And I said gambling because they bet on it. I said gambling, fantasy. DFS I said, sweats. believe it or not. Growing up, when I was a kid, baseball was more popular than this. Right. It was, but the NFL has just skyrocketed. Over the last 20, 30 years, and it continues to grow. And we saw the TV ratings a few weeks ago that out of the top 100 programs in 2023, 100, which includes State of the Union addresses, yeah. it includes Academy Awards, includes State everything. Union, I'm sure that could compete. I think 94 were NFL games. Did you tell, I, I, I don't know this person's name. Giovanni. Did you tell Giovanni that the NFL is coming for him too? Because <laughs> they've already ma- made inroads. They've played games Obviously, in England, Germany, they're coming for Brazil. I mean, it's some world domination is the next is the next step for the NFL. Mm. It's but coming. There was all right. So, nineteen ninety one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nineteen ninety one. What am I thinking? <laughs> two thousand twenty one. Okay. Mm. There was ninety five point two million. That was mm. the uh, lowest TV average since two thousand seven. That was Chiefs Bucks. Mm-hmm. So. In three years, it went from ninety-five two to a hundred and twenty-three or so. What did they say it did last year? What was it? It was up seven percent. I think you got to throw that one. That's the COVID one. Last year was five or six million less. Ratings were down. That is true. Watching that is true. That's true. Um, Yeah, because people weren't out at parties and stuff. Uh, Limited attendance. So dumb. But this year, I think it was up seven percent from last year. So whatever that number is. So. 115. I don't think you can. I don't think you can give it all to Taylor that seven percent increase, but I'm sure she did increase some. Could be one percent. I don't. Yeah, could she? Could I'm sure she increased. I'm sure it was. It was little kids being interested. How many? What was the? the, Well, plus uh, Nickelodeon showed it, so kids are watching on Nickelodeon. (laughs) That's true. What's the SpongeBob calling the game? Number of times they cut to her. They Uh, they were all very brief. They really. I I think. I think twelve. Was read, I read it in the Mad Dog article this morning where he was ranting about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, and they, went out, to, they went out to some club till 5 in the morning last night, I saw, or two nights and ago. And she had to fly back to her tour. So that means uh, he didn't smash? He didn't get Super Bowl buns? Oh, I bet probably he did. did. How did I mean, he? They were out guess. till 5 a.m. Then she boarded her flight. He she probably went on the flight road. He's probably in the flight with her. No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's got to go to the, I don't the think victory he got parade. parade. I don't think uh, he got victory buns. Unless he smashed in a bathroom. 
Like this guy I know one time went to, a, where was I? I was in New York City, and the guy rizzed up the waitress. Next thing you know, by the end of the night, he's smashing in the bathroom. That's some game right there. I, I bet can't that's the most absurd, absurd game I've ever seen. I bet you he got something. He did something. Well, I don't know when. It only probably took 15 minutes. <laughs> they can't, they can't find 15 out. minutes. Can't perform either. Too drunk. It's because if he's, if he's, if he's uh, pounding beers yeah. and champagne and he's everything. Got, he's got the old Whiskey D, Valdez. Well, his brother was that. definitely <laughs> pounding beers. Well, his brother, I think. What's his brother story? was Is in he like actually a... retired? Yeah. Because yes. it's like some debate, like he hasn't officially announced it or... He, told he may not teammates. have filed the paperwork, but the dude I was like wearing like a full I like, feel like he's wrestling a, costume. I feel like Jason Kelsey's the type of dude who could just take a thirty pack of like Coors Light and just polish it off. Mm-hmm. And like he couldn't drive, obviously, but he could still like <laughs> like work his way through the nightclub and still be semi functional. What do they call the Mexican wrestlers? That's how he's the luchador. Luchadors, yeah. He was dressed like a luchador. <laughs> yeah, he had the, the luchador mask like on the DJ uh, riser. Yeah, he's he's riding his brother's coattails. He gets after point. it. Certainly does. All right, coming up on the show today on a Tuesday, we will talk Wizards. They suffered another loss last night in Dallas. We'll talk Wiz with Ava Wallace, who covers the Wiz for the Washington Post. That's coming up at 8.20. And at 9, a little bit of a twist here, something different for the junks. We'll be joined by Jeff Miller, a crime scene detective and forensic analyst. He's got a new mm. book out called... A Life of Death, the true story of a crime scene detective. So we will talk to him coming up at 9 a.m. right here on The Jugs. Not a very encouraging headline for Ted Leonsis and Monumental Sports. This Mm. is from ESPN. Virginia Senator says Bill for new Wizards Capitals Arena is (coughs) dead. I heard on life support is what I heard. But, yeah, same thing. I I think they kicked the can down the road, though. It's going to take longer. Senator Lucas, a leading Democratic Virginia legislator on Monday, said proposed legislation to help pave the way for the Wizards and Capitals to relocate to Northern Virginia is dead as far as she's concerned. She first said over the weekend on social media that legislation underpinning the deal was, quote, not ready for prime time and would not receive a hearing in her committee. Hmm. I think that it's the age old argument when it comes to teams moving. Do the taxpayers want to give their money to a billionaire? So some, of course, want the arena there, and we learned there's a lot of people in Alexandria that don't want the arena there, Mm -hmm. and then there's a fight over where do we put these millions and billions of dollars in funds? Do they go to the rich owner to subsidize him building a stadium, or do we Keep it here for roads and education and everything like that. I did chuckle at Drab yesterday, basically tweeting uh, at Ted Leonsis. Hey, Ted, if you got to play hardball. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Ted's got to play hardball and threaten moving, not moving to like Alexandria or across the river. He's got to threaten moving to like into like Kansas City right. or like somewhere hundreds of miles away for the, people to take the it problem seriously. Problem is, is uh, people might not care. <laughs> You know, I mean, some people will, obviously. Yeah, sure, of course. I just say, I mean, he's got that ace up his sleeve that he needs to dangle out there a little right. bit to let people know that he also has leverage. Right. That he's not, he doesn't have to just do whatever people want him to do, mm-hmm. that he owns the team, that he has a play just the same. Yeah, I, I mean, for the Kansas City Capitals? I don't know. No, nah, you couldn't. <laughs> I think he'd have to punch out. But then, I don't, a lot of this might just be 
political backfighting, like one side can't give the other side a win. Right. If this is right. Youngkin's deal, then maybe the Democrats don't want – because didn't, didn't – um, and believe me, I don't care, but I just know that's probably going on. But didn't Amazon get like $500 million? Didn't Virginia Tech get like over $200 million to move in that oh, area? I'm, I'm sure all of those sure companies get – Subsidies so, uh, and kickbacks I mean, from the state, like and then DC's, but remember and the DC's Amazon still in play. But the Amazon um, facility was supposed to be a lot larger. Remember that, right? They, they scaled it back. They scaled still, it back. Yeah, but they still got a lot because of money they because they realized that because Amazon workers were going to live there, and they realized no one was going to move there, so they scaled that whole thing back. Yeah, they still got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They also but do, it was supposed to be a lot bigger. <clears throat> they do economic studies, and I'm sure the monumental sports side is saying, "Hey, we're going to generate all these jobs and." It's going to add all this money to the economy. Mm-hmm. But there have been counters saying, no, that's not the case. They're fighting about parking. They're fighting about everything. Uh, Mayor Bowser's in the mix, too, says D.C. will take legal action if Ted Leonsis attempts to pay to get out of the lease at Capital One early. Yeah, they signed and a move lease. The, the lease goes to 47. Yeah, 20, 40. That's a long And he lease. wants to get out 20 years prior to that at that's, 27. That's like the longest lease I've ever heard of. But she, how come she never threatened that before? I never heard that before. Yeah, because maybe she thought he was bluffing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why she thought that. Yeah, but Ted slammed it back in her face immediately after she said that, and he posted a picture of their contract and said, nope, I have my out in 2027. Oh, nice. Once I, I think they pay a certain amount off or right. whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows what Ted had his ducks in a row yeah, there. He, he was I ready Ted, for that. I think Ted was ready for that. Yeah. So ZB said... One person said that the legislation is on life support. There has to be a bill that is agreed upon by the House and the Senate. The House seems to have early approval, but the Senate does not. Mm-hmm. Well, Monumental keeps saying that this is going to be finished by, if they do move, it'll be finished by 2028. But, I mean, the longer this hangs on and, you know, if they can't come to an agreement and there's no decision, uh, and they could be ready for 28. I mean, that's a big-ass complex. Yeah, they need to start I mean, breaking ground soon. Yeah. They figure out where it's exactly where it's going to be. At the end of the day, though, you don't really care where they no, put it. 2028? I don't care. Yeah. Cer- I don't know. I certainly I don't that- care about 2047 at yeah. this point. I enjoy going to Capital One. If they move it five miles away, I'm sure I'll enjoy going there. Right. The parking sounds like it's going to be dicey, but I'll I'll try and take the Metro if the Metro I will there. not. I will try to still park mm-hmm. and then make my way by foot yeah, into Santa Arena. Get a hook. Ovi will not yeah. be playing in 2028. Mm, probably Rob, not. Most likely I'll not. Bet, I'll bet another hundred on that. I'm not no, betting. I'm, 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 I'm all maxed out on my Ovi bets. <laughs> yeah. I'm over. I'm Ovi extended. Who knows? You know. What? Just point. think about how many of the the pl- caps, just the caps, players won't even that are on the roster now won't even be on the roster in 2028. About but, all. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be but, a lot. But as Leonsa said. You know, at first he said the die is cast. They're moving there. And yeah. then last week he kind of said he was surprised by all of the negative reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they thought that everybody was just jump on board and say, wow, this looks amazing. And, you know, the drawings, the renderings look good. Mm-hmm. And it's, he thought everybody was going to be cheerleading so the it. Of and Bruce, most people of didn't care. New football stadium with right. the moat and people surfing, <laughs> yes. bodyboarding. I outside. like that. Man. I, I noticed. Really did. did you notice? <laughs> I don't know if you were watching some of the um, Wizards telecast last night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I last night. I I watched. I watched the first quarter. They went way under the total. I know that. (laughs) Yes. But during the commercials, there's basically an infomercial with uh, Zach Leonsis Mm -hmm. and some of the people that work 
I'm going to say the executives for Monumental Sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of selling the soap. Sure. Selling the soap as to why they're moving and that sort of thing. So, Drabby, we should get this woman on, Monica Dixon. She's the, I guess she's the like the PR director for Monumental. Saw her all over the news yesterday. Um, and trying to. That probably won't be hard to do. Yeah. yeah I would probably, probably the easy get. Well, I'm just to maybe <laughs> sure she can answer some of the questions that we have. But um, what question do you have? I don't know. Fill a segment with questions. <laughs> Did um, she's going to sell the here's, here's my question. Yeah, yeah. Here's my question. question. Is it going to happen? <laughs> yeah, Is the monumental move going to happen? Question. Yeah, I think they're pro- going to say yes. Uh, I think probably eventually. I I think drives onto it. I think it's a little bit more of like just political back and forth. They want to give you a win. Mm-hmm. They're they're like they're trying to shove it in uh, Youngkin's face so that whoever. But the Virginia governor <clears throat> only gets one term, right? I'm yes. sure I know. I think yeah. that's true. So yeah. then they, Come on. Hey, he won't be around. So then they're hoping maybe it'll be a different guy. Maybe none, none a left fielder. They can give the win to him. Carbs, carbs probably won't be there. I, I hope mean, he is, but I, I, he probably I, won't they, be there. I think, no, but I, I, think, I think it truly is a discussion which happens in every municipality across the country of whether you give money to the billionaire owners. Sometimes they get money, and then other times the owners just go out of pocket and build themselves, right? Didn't Abe build himself? Yeah, but I think and not these take days, tax p- most, money. Pe- most owners, get they find a way to get money. I don't know that that's the case. I think most do, but maybe not. I think it depends. I think if you're ultra give wealthy. Give me one. Give me one. I think, Ball, was 100%. I think, I think Stephen Ballmer is financing, financing most of his new building himself. Right. What about Jerry World? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Jerry World. No idea. I just assume all these guys. I mean, they're billionaires money. for a reason, I would yeah. think. Yeah. What were you going to say, Valdez? I thought you were about to say something. It's old news now. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that with the political, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, movement, they did that with Ehrlich. When Ehrlich, of course, with the gambling. Yes, Ehrlich was pro casino, pro gambling in Maryland, and they then wouldn't they, give him the they dub. Wouldn't, they wouldn't give it to him. They basically waited him out until O'Malley 100%. took over, and then when O'Malley took over, yeah. everyone flip flopped and said, "Yes, this oh, is yeah. this is." Uh, perfect for for the state. There was well. that one weasel that blocked it all. I can't remember <laughs> what that guy's name is. If you're it's, but up it's, your alley, do you remember there was a one weasel that was in charge of everything, like sort of like the Senate or whatever, <laughs> the state house or whatever. He was blocking. But they base they basically the they liked the idea, but they didn't like the idea of, the gi- of giving the the dub to Ehrlich. Yeah, hundred percent. The same the same John, thing that's going that's I could be that's going, on here. It's going on here. Hey, but they did give him a sign on the ICC. I did see a nice that, brown yeah. sign dedicated to Governor Ehrlich. <laughs> I always see it, and I always say, "I hope the governor's still with us," because I see those signs, and it's no, usually still with for us. people that aren't still with us. <laughs> usually, those are for people who have like passed away, old governors or senators no longer with us. Well, remember, he, but Governor yeah. Ehrlich's still kicking. Jogs. He was a relatively young governor yes, when he was young and robust when he was in office. Last time I saw him, it was at uh, at the bank. MNT Bank with JP. We did uh, we did an appearance there many many moons ago. Right. I forget what was that appearance. We gave like a speech about something. It was it was, a, it was a, you know what it was. You gave uh, a speech. You know what? Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna pull doing? back the curtain. It was radio insider. It was a bit of money grab. With JP yeah. and I. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, they're, they're like, all hey, money go grab. on stage and talk about whatever. Like it might have yeah. been the NFL playoffs that year. I think and, that's what it was. And like the governor was there, and some other big business uh, titans were there. I. It was the weirdest appearance ever. They asked us questions. It wasn't so much <laughs> yeah. a speech as 
some there was like a, a moderator, <laughs> and then we were on the stage, and they asked yeah. a couple questions. Let's say it was NFL and playoffs. Of course, I was under. It was like ten I mean, minutes. Governor's wearing like probably a thousand dollar blazer. But that was the quiz. Like he rolled out like TJ Maxx. <laughs> hey, draft. The only problem with your theory about not, and I like it. Mm-hmm. About Ted just saying he just needs to go hard and say, all right, you guys don't want to let me move here two miles away. I'll take I'll the team to St. Louis right. or whatever. <laughs> Is Then he really becomes a villain. I know. but You know what I mean? He, does he want to Ted, really be that villain? It's, it, it's, the villain it's time for the villain arc. It, okay. No one even likes likes him right now. So right, everyone's already mad line. at him. They're either gonna mad him about the arena. They're mad well, about that him. That could the ruin your whole bad. legacy. Like if you're well, concerned with that, I know. But where Art Modell is was any is any beloved in Baltimore? We love him. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Because you he got the be, Ravens. Be yeah. yeah, he brought he brought a franchise until the Ravens but became they would, silly. They would love him in St. Louis and or fill in the name of the city. Yeah, I know. Ted would be revered. Ted Ted's tired of being. Crapped on by the fan base and by the yeah. local politicians, he'll be revered in Kansas City. Yeah, be take, re- go find a city without an NHL or an NBA team, yep. like Kansas City or Louisville, mm-hmm. and you'll be a, a hero. Sure, conquering yeah, hero. Those, those nope. towns are nub. I've been to both. Yeah, it's not They're the same. It's not the same. Yeah. When you're a big silly in Louisville, it ain't yeah. the same as being. Going, a big I don't know. Silly you're moving. Out, you're moving out of DC. It can't be that great. Yeah, but you're, ba- you're going to a backwater town compared to DC. No, I mean just in terms like, of. Just, it's just smaller. It's just smaller vibes. Small, you I'm know, not, 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 as big I'm as not taking shots at smaller cities. That's an East Coast elitist thing that you guys love to do. <laughs> he ain't going to <laughs> Midwest. I, mean, I guess so. Sure. Big cities so, are greater than smaller cities. Would I root cities. for the Omaha Capitals? For legacy. Would I root for the St. Louis Capitals? Nope. No. I don't hey, know. Punch out. Hey, you wouldn't you're, care. You're going to be bitter when Kansas City takes all of Ovi's accomplishments and claims them as their own. Well, that would. I can't <laughs> have that happen. <laughs> I can't have them raise an Ovi banner in Kansas City. But Missouri I, or uh, every Kansas. time, every time they show the greats, they're going to see uh, Kansas City Capitals. <laughs> Ovi of uh, Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> no, that's a, that's where I have to draw a line in the sand. But do you? I have think... to say yet. Do you think that the the Virginia folks would then panic if Ted said, "All right, you guys don't want to help me out here. I'm going to now explore to get, all well, my options." It's a game of chicken. That's all. I know, mm-hmm. but do you think that they would care? They they may, they may not, not get them either way. They may not care, but it might s- send some panic through people, uh-huh. and then Ted might be able to get some people back on his side. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to weigh in on the. Bill possibly being dead for the Caps and Wizards to move to Virginia. You can weigh in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067. When we come back, there's Tiger Woods news. We'll give you that next. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Apparently, it's official for all all of you Tiger nerd boys and sycophants. It is Tiger Week. His new tailor-made apparel line, Sunday Red, was announced on Monday. Why is it Sunday? Two words. I don't like it. You don't like weird... the and I don't like the the tiger. Lo- you don't I... like the tiger. Logo. Weird... I don't like he, any of it. He had a weird explanation where Sunday is it's about being outside and it's about golfing every day of the week. Mm. So. So not just Sunday. So it's not just Sunday Understood. red. Made, you know, it sounds like Sunday red was trademarked. It's kind of that weird. was one word. Yeah, <laughs> but but that's that was his explanation. I do it. not like the logo. I, the I, logo. I just, I just googled the whole it. Thing stinks. First of all, I mean, I, I can't imagine stinks. them putting the logo. The first picture that came up was a regular like golf polo shirt, and the logo's in the middle, right underneath the button. Now the logo has significance. Do you guys know the the stripe significance on the tiger logo? Have you read the that? Stripes. 
It had the Tigress 15 stripes for, is this for uh, each of its okay. pages. Is this, is this where they put the... Yeah, and he was... Set, so they put it right underneath the buttons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where they're putting it? That looks horrible. In the middle, under the buttons? Yeah. I don't know. Like your Nike swoosh isn't in the middle. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing They're doing something different. They're, they're creating a marketplace. I actually kind of like the logo on Tiger's hat. It looks what, good. On yeah, the when black the logo hat. is when the logo is smaller in size, I think it looks really good, really tight. But when it's enlarged and across the entire chest, right, looks kind of funky. And he was wearing a cashmere hoodie yesterday that apparently they're selling. And he said a lot of golfers are wearing hoodies, but nobody's wearing a cashmere hoodie. Mm, cashmere is mm. expensive. I don't know if I ever had any tiger gear. I I would buy hats, maybe a shirt or two. I think we were gifted them way back. I think so. Because I definitely remember wearing it to our first anniversary. I used to have a tiger, like, red and black polo. I think I wore one to, like, an NFL draft show that we did back in New York. It was, like, the first year of the show. Somebody (laughs) hooked us with tiger gear. Yeah. Maybe I did. I just forgot. But it's been a long time. Like, it was probably, probably, this is a way back, but they sponsored our... Hats. Golf USA. Golf USA. <laughs> yeah. I would expect you guys to come in and start nerding it up with uh, the new Tiger gear. Mm, Go there and golf them. I'll probably pass. I just that. don't like. I don't like the S, the D, the R. You know what? <laughs> that logo stinks. <laughs> not, not feeling it. And I, you know, listen. I love Tiger, and I, maybe I'll end up having a, a closet full of it at some point. But my gut initial reaction is, nope. Go back to the drawing board. I would. I would be all in on gear that has the smaller logo. So shirts with a smaller logo, hoodies with a smaller logo, hats with a smaller well, logo. Well, put the smaller logo like somewhere else. Like put it on the shoulder or the back of it like, you know, Travis Matthew does or Peter Millar, some mm-hmm. of those. I don't know. He's, he doesn't want to be like those other nubs brands. Mm. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. Peter Millar trounces Sunday Red. <laughs> I think the hoodie looks Not good. Not close. I don't like the logo. <laughs> the yeah. SDR and the... Yeah, I don't love that either. And, and I don't the, really love the tiger. And I can't I figure out... Have you seen I can't the even shoes? figure out the 15 stripes. No, <laughs> I, I count it up and I count different I numbers every time. they said they were going to put shoes out, but I didn't know that they already had a model they were displaying. Yeah, they had a model, a black shoe with like a white sole. They look kind they of... They look like foot joys? They kind of look like um, <clears throat> Echo. Like that brand, kind of like Freddie mm-hmm. Couple shoes. Mm-hmm. They're not old school. Old man like, shoes. They, they look. They definitely look a little old manny. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is getting old. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. The thing you know, the one thing you do know, it's going to be butt expensive. I would, I would okay? imagine, yeah. and that will rule me out because I don't get size. Until to spend. you see it on the shelves at TJ Maxx that, or Marshalls. Yeah. You yeah. say that right. now, but when you see Tiger walk out there with the Genesis next week or whenever, and he's looking Thursday this week, this that's, week, two that's, days, he's looking a, as sexy as ever. That's <laughs> honestly not me. I mean, think about it. I don't have. I really. I don't think I have anything Tiger would except maybe a hat that I got at Marshalls. Right, I, but Tiger's going to look great in it. He, oh, yes, he will. He will look fine. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to buy him. <laughs> I'm too cheap. I know. You're, I'm cheap. That you won't find this at Marshall's. <laughs> no. Eventually you Not will yet. when no one buys Not it. Not yet. Eventually you will. Eventually you will. I'm telling you. Man, if we find Sunday Red at Marshall's in under a year and a half, that won't be good. Yeah, can you what imagine? year is the last time you won a major? 19, 19 2019. Yeah. I was in Hilton Head. Might be the most Remember, they started ever. it early because of the weather, and I was – Trying to get to Hilton Head to watch it, and they started early. I listened to the whole thing on on Sirius. Right. I'm so bitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't like it. Don't like the space between the sun day. <laughs> don't like any of it. This might be in my rotation. All right. 
you're you're gonna you're pay, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay uh, 110 bucks for a golf polo dude that's how much golf polos cost now not really eighty dollars ninety dollars that's kind of how much they cost now yeah not for me better know <laughs> where you go well, you look well you look you look poo poo <laughs> on the not course true. it's not true i got great gear i just have last year's model a lot so. of greg norman got last gear. year's so, no. so much I, you look you I have ill-fitting you. i'm just saying in, i have a couple you have ill-fitting gear out there <laughs> it's not ill-fitting. everyone's everyone's joning on you at norbeck behind <laughs> no, your back not. yeah it's, they are you got your double pleats and long sleeves that's not true big hurting wide sleeves that's not what it is it's 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 stuff that didn't sell it's overstock mm. that's what that's what it is it's not stuff that like where the sleeves longer than the other <laughs> irregulars yeah. it's not that you don't understand travis that. is misspelled on his, <laughs> on his gear no. t-r-a-v-e-s yeah no everyone's joning no believe me there are plenty of people dressed like pigs over there <laughs> believe me not everybody looks silly. I want to actually. I want to hear Eric's uh, like uh, top three brands that he loves. Top three golf brands <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. That you wear out on Putting the course. On the that spot. you think. Yeah, that thing you look uh, fly in. Well, my the current that I wear the most. Jason, right so I need to know Jason's top. The current three brands. stuff that I wear right now are definitely I, Travis Matthew. Um, Peter Millar is one for me. I have only one or two things of Peter Millar. Um, Grayson's legit. I actually have a lot of Nike stuff, but it's not. <clears throat> it's not Tiger. Um, I would guess Jason just has all top of the line because he has a golf gift card with like eight thousand dollars on it. <laughs> no, it's not so that much. He can get whatever he wants. I was over there yesterday. They got some new stuff coming out. I don't know. I, I, mean, really I have a nice. lot of yeah. Under Armour stuff. <clears throat> People don't like, you know, Under Armour golf. Polos. Peter Millar is one for me. I mean, everything else is pretty much, you know. Peter Millar is that. but expensive. I do like Grayson. Grayson's nice. But Peter Millar, you can get now. You can get a TJ Maxx and Marshall. <laughs> well, you get the old, yeah, you get the older stuff. You get, you get the cra- stuff. yeah, you get the yeah. crappy stuff. It's not crappy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's not crappy. I, I, I like just, Peter. The, the and new, by the way, all the, the new, new stuff that's out in. now, it's really nice. Yeah. Head on over to golf and check you it should, out. I would go over there. You need, you need to get some holderness and born. You look silly in that. I'm not even familiar with exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm not That's familiar. My, game, my game's better than you. <laughs> not I only look silly on the course. You're ahead of the curve. Yes. And not only is it last year's model, which, okay, is fine, but it's the stuff that nobody wanted. It's the ugly stuff. Not true. I've, we've all been to TJ Maxx. There's nothing there that's <laughs> going to bl- go, you go, oh, wow, that looks great. It's either bland or ugly. Right, that's your opinion. You can add, you're welcome to your opinion. It's where I buy all my stuff. Are you really getting that defensive about TJ Maxx and Marshalls? You're that's getting just the where face I buy my stuff. Marshalls? That's just where I buy my stuff. It's cheap. I'm not paying full price. I refuse. I'll never pay full price. It's too cheap. I'm too cheap. Can't but, do wait, it. But you, ha- but you won't drive uh, anything that's not an elite vehicle. No. That's not true. Told you. I, when, I, when I eventually lose my car deal, I told you what, what I'm going to get. I'm going to get an old pickup truck. <laughs> That's not true. Hey, no, there's nothing like uh, getting an old Tacoma to go to the Marshalls to pack the bed with all your uh, uh, missized B- uh, Peter Millar gear. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what he needs a pickup truck for. He doesn't need it for anything. Yeah, for all no, those- I don't need it. I just like him. I just like him. I, just, I feel silly when I drive a truck. I like him. You don't like trucks? Yeah. I mean, it's not that I dislike them. I have no need for a pickup truck. I don't I'm either, not, but I drove a I don't Ram a, for like a week. Did you get Like size? five years ago. That thing, I think that thing sticker was like 75 grand. Oh, they're but I mean, it had, it had everything. Yeah, the real nice ones uh-huh. are super. I mean, it had like 
like the the wheels would would balance out. I mean, that floorboards that lift you up into the vehicle so yeah. high. I mean, it's yeah, absurd. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you yeah. revived our old lawn mowing business, then maybe a pickup truck would be useful. <laughs> Most couple. people that drive those pickups these days don't really. They're not like hauling dirt. It's just, you no, know, it's not not for practical purposes. Yeah, I mean, you know, just you like the truck. It's iced. All right, we come back. We will hit the skins. We will get into some commander's news. They are filling out their coaching staff. Their offensive line hire is causing some backlash. We'll get into that next here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to CropMetcalf.com. Join their team today. Later in the show, we'll give you a chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan when he comes to Jiffy Lube Live. That show is Saturday, June 22nd. We'll give those away in the 9 o'clock hour, so please continue to listen. We're going to hit the skins. That's brought to you by our friends at Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs completely covered. Get some now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code JUNKIES. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you, yes, you, radio listener, great. So the coaching staff is getting filled out for the commanders. Mm -hmm. They hired away Bobby Johnson, not Ben Johnson from Detroit, Bobby Johnson, the Nubs so Johnson. They have, so they've got Brian Johnson and mm-hmm. Bobby Johnson. <laughs> yeah, they're getting all the Johnsons lined up. Both what's offensive it, guys. What's interesting is if you read uh, one of the reports on Hawks Haven, they just like slammed him. Well, I think the Giants what? gave up like a million sacks this past season. The Giants ranked, 85, I think. The Giants, in his two seasons with New York, they ranked 30th in the league in offensive line. Gave up 134 really sacks. And he was seasons. like getting he was physical with, and getting in fights with players. But he was with the Colts, and they were ranked three. 
Yeah. Back that year. I think Listen, it was 2018. I'm sure he's 19. a decent coach, but it's a kind of a head scratch. It's interesting. Yeah. Um he's an old older th- guy. I think he's coached 15 years in the NFL <clears> and then maybe 15 years in college. Something like that. He's I been around know, forever. I don't know what the connection is with Quinn. Maybe there is none. I couldn't. You think couldn't he plucked them just together. because it was a divisional team? Mm, I doubt it. And the Giants have been I mean, spending some a, high picks, some high capital unit. on offensive yeah. linemen. Like Andrew Thomas was number four pick in 2020. Evan Neal was the number seven pick in 2022. So they're, they're spending some pretty <laughs> high picks on guys up front to protect their quarterback. I just don't get worked up really about work out. offensive line coaching hires. Unless maybe your name is Callahan. <laughs> I think uh, Callahan brought his dad on board, right? Did he? In Tennessee? I didn't, I didn't see that. I think uh, so. I'm, I mean, I'm sure nepotism is still alive yeah, and well. Probably. That's kind of reverse nepotism. Yeah. You bring it's the just dad interesting in. when it's a unit that really, really needs focus. Right. And when you bring in a guy who's coming off a, you know, a couple mediocre years, it's interesting. It is. And also, I'm telling you, it's kind of he, a head scratcher as a he, fan, but there's got to be a reason. He's fights with his players, but he must have a good like physical. Reputation. He's he must have like, a good reputation, like real scraps, like during like yeah, he had practices. Yeah, apologize. <laughs> Say it'll he's never a big happen dude. again. He's a big. You know, dude. he's going. On. Who knows what's going on? Scuffles Look, with players. I think coaching does matter. Right? I've always said coaching matters. However, I don't get too wrapped up with the assistant coaches because, by and large, we don't know anything about these guys. It does seem like Dan Quinn is bringing in guys with more experience. So he brings in Bobby Johnson. He's bringing in Ken Norton Jr. to be the linebackers coach. Mm-hmm. My boy. The thing is, you have to have the talent. And we know linebacker, for example, they just haven't had good players. Um, I think Cody Barton is going to be a free agent. Oh, they got a bye bye. Who else was the who was there at linebacker? Doesn't matter. The only one, I mean, Kalika Hudson stepped in. I think Kalika Hudson also, but he's undersized. The only one that's worthy of maybe trying to salvage is Jamin. Right. So Cody Barton and Kalika Hudson, free agents. I would imagine they'll be gone. Yeah. Uh, Ken Norton Jr. was. I I like he was defensive coordinator, so they're bringing in guys experience. David Mayo also. So Mayo, Hudson, and Barton all free agents as linebackers. I mean, God bless him. What what a way to carve out an NFL career. But he's a dime a dozen. Right. Of course. I'm just saying. You know, they've got a bunch. They've got about 20 or 25 guys that are unrestricted. By the way, some of the writers getting back to the Johnson hire for the offensive line coach. Here's what some of the writers had to say. In October. Writers and I'm taking this from New York. New York. New, New York area writers. Yeah. In his two years as Giants OL coach, Bobby Johnson has turned what was once a promising offensive line into an absolute dumpster fire. Sure, some of the issues can be blamed on the personnel, but there's probably a reason that every lineman who has signed with New York has gotten significantly worse. The only player who's gotten better with Johnson has been Andrew Thomas, who remains one of the best tackles. In all of football. Well, I think they gave him credit for the guy that came off the bench, like he was off the couch. Okay. You remember who I'm talking I know about? The, I, I know who you're talking about. And can't he, like, he was like watching a game on Monday Night Football. Next thing you know, he's starting the next week. And I think <laughs> right. he basically started the rest okay. of the season. Right. And I think he might have even played some left tackle mm-hmm. for him. And he hadn't even played left tackle in years. Hmm. Um, so I think they are giving him credit for kind of coaching him The up. only upside to hiring him is that the offensive line is already so bad. Like they can only they can up. only get better, right? right? They can only improve. Right. They can't really get any worse. It'd be hard to get it's worse. It's physically impossible How do you for get them worse to get worse than the worst. Right. So maybe Quinn likes him, likes what he does, and I don't 
Not that it's a big deal, but why haven't the commanders updated their website on their coaching hires? They still have Nate Kazer as their special teams coordinator. I don't know. The don't only know. one that they've kept so far is Tavita. Right. And Ryan Kerrigan. Oh, they was, did. was Kerrigan officially? Ryan Kerrigan. Yes. Okay. Yep. I like that. Yep. So he'll be the assistant defensive line coach, or is he going to be the head? I'd head have to look at what his exact title is. He almost is. had two titles. It might have been like assistant defensive line slash pass rush specialist or something like that. They mm-hmm. give these guys a lot of titles now. That's assistant good. linebacker coach pass rush specialist. Yeah, there you go. You want to say that again, uh, Drab? Assistant linebackers coach? That's what Kime said. Oh, okay. Assistant so, linebackers coach pass rush So he went specialist. from the de- that pass rush can get you in trouble if you say <laughs> it too quick. rush Specialist. That's it, like those, those words go blend together. A lot together. of S's in there. Like yeah. Sunday red. Yeah. Sunday red. red. <laughs> to go back to Again, Tigers. I'm not going to get too worked up about I don't think you the should. coaching hires. I do think that Dan Quinn is filling out a very experienced coaching staff. And the knock against Rivera's staff was some of the guys were more green. Yeah. I don't know if ultimately that makes a difference. I wanted to point out, I'm just trying to see, I put this up on our Instagram, Sports Junkies Radio. Give us a follow on Instagram. Um, the Chiefs defense was really good, right? Chiefs defense had the number two uh, scoring defense this year, and I think it was 33rd team put out a graphic mm-hmm. of how they built the youngest defense in the NFL. And hmm. look, this is what, Adam Peters is going to need to do. So it's great to have all these coaches, but you have to draft the right players. So they have a couple of vets. Okay, Chris Jones mm-hmm. was drafted in 2016, second-round pick. Free agent. Their other defensive tackle was a third-round pick in 2018. But then you look at most of these guys, and they're all drafted like 2020 and later. Yeah, Willie Gay, second-round 2020. He's their star linebacker. Legereus Sneed. Fourth-round pick in 2020. Um, Their defensive end was a fifth-rounder. Nick Bolton, linebacker, 2021 second-rounder. On the other side, I was... Karlaftis, first-round pick, 2022. McDuffie, first-round pick, 2022. Uh, Safety. I mean, they, they were all picked outside of Chris Jones and a couple guys, all like after 2022, the starting defense, all of them. Yeah, in the young. last two drafts, yeah. they filled out almost the entire defense. No, that's encouraging. And, then, and they're completely different defense. Now, Peters, he had to have had the, a hand in picking Jawan Jennings, right? Like the, those two intersected? Yeah. Because that dude is that he's, a, he's a contributor, and he was picked in the seventh round. Like, yeah. that's the sort of guy, like, that's why I think Commanders fans should be encouraged. Because hopefully he's going to hit on the high picks. But if you can find a guy like that, a contributor like that in the seventh round... That's where you. That's where you build the the depth on your roster, the cheap labor on your roster. I'm that, sure he was a big part of it. You just never know because John Lynch is the one making the final call, right? right? Yeah, but, and, assume, and, but Peters and had a lot scouts. to do with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's in the room for sure. Yeah, I would imagine he scouted him and was probably stumping. But for it's him not to be just that. It was. I mean, Greenlaw and Warner, they're stud. Right, tandem linebackers. Who was Warner th- pick fourth or fifth? But this is why Warner was three. I think Greenlaw was five. Okay, this is why I believe you can turn things around quickly <clears throat> because the Rams did the same thing. The Rams gutted their team. They had one down year, and then they were back in the playoffs. Now, they, the Chiefs and the Rams have, you know, really good quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, but. 
they turned around their defenses just by just stocking them with draft picks, going young, cheap. You got to hit on the players. You can do. I don't think you can turn a defense around with just draft picks in one year. No, I don't think you can. No, you, you got to go out and get. You can improve I mean, it. I don't, I'm saying there's a couple. Draft the next Micah Parsons. You're not going to go from where were they ranked defensively? Thirty second. The Commanders, pretty, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, I don't know. Right around there, right into 30, 31, 30. Bottom You're not going to get up to the top five or top ten. I don't think, and just just because you hit on a, well, the that next would be that would be miraculous. Yeah, yeah I mean, because be, you know you need a bunch of time turnaround. By the way, speaking of their defense, if you had asked me to tell you how old Ken Norton Jr. was, I would have said that he's fifty-eight. I would have said that he's like seventy. Oh, really? Uh, I'm going to say younger than us. He's 57. Oh, he's I, I would guess 58. Yeah. I, I would put all my money on him being old, old. Well, he played in the well, late 80s, early just, 90s. I just didn't think. I didn't think he was that. Done by the I didn't think he was that young. <laughs> yeah. I just don't have a real file on Ken Norton Jr.'s age. the 94 team. I guess. <clears throat> it's kind no, of I weird. don't think that anybody should get worked up about the vast majority of the coaches. I think the ones that are worthy of sort of. Building up a, a little bit of emotion for is your head coach, yeah. your offensive coordinator, and your defense. Those are the coordinator. three that you care about. Those are the three biggies. The rest, whatever. Yeah, you, <laughs> you fill them fill out. out the staff, and you hope they're good. good. I like that they got in Brian Johnson's kind of the, the OC and waiting if Kingsbury all of a sudden you know turns it around, gets and moves on. But I, I don't think you should worry too much about the offensive line coach or some of the tight end coach or no. these others. I, I think we all agreed on this that. In terms of order of importance yeah. of the offseason, GM was number one, mm-hmm. and coach, coach, head coach, was actually behind who they drafted at number two, a quarterback. Right. GM, probably most important, quarterback, head coach. All right, but- and then this is even beyond that. But I do find it interesting how I think teams can turn it around quickly via the draft, and it will be interesting to see what they do with the number two pick. But, J.P., and I've said this before. You might be right on the head coach, that one guy, mm-hmm. but the staff yeah, yeah. is way higher than number three. It's way higher than the quarterback. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. The staff in general. I don't know. It is because I, you're developing that pick and all the other picks. Yeah, but you have to have the, the It's not like the number two the guy. Spot. Okay, but he's got to be coached. Understood. You can't just come in but and I, be a superstar. I think, right I think natural talent trumps any coaching. Like, coaching can refine the talent that you have. But well, if you don't have you don't think, talent, it depends. All, all right, you don't think Andy Reid and that staff had something to do with Mahomes' success? They have had something to do with it. I think. How his, about Steve Spagnuolo gen- with think, that defense? I think his genetic makeup and his talent at quarterback supersedes I think the all elite coaching. Coaching yes. staffs are so much more important than you guys are giving okay. it. Okay, you, you, we'll Maybe. disagree to disagree. So you think C.J. Stroud coaching bust? staff? All right, do you think C.J. I'm not saying one head coach. I'm saying the staff in general. Yeah, yeah but do you think C.J. Stroud <clears throat> out of 32 staffs? You think he busts on half of them, or do you think he busts I, I on ten of them? I have no idea. Well, you're you're saying I, that the I, coaching staff, like I kind of agree with you. You think Cakes. Houston staff didn't coach him well this of year? Of course, but I also I mean, Bobby think Bobby Sloak was up I for think, a bunch I of jobs. I think he probably would have succeeded in. I, I think Peyton Manning twenty five spots. And with any yeah. staff. I think yeah, what you're guys, talking about outliers. No, no, the elite guys don't. It doesn't matter. They're going to. I perform. think Joe Burrow's good with any staff. But the middle of the road guys, put it this way: Sam Howell would have done better with a better coach. I agree with Jason in that sense. But I can also make the argument that. Uh, like Mike Shanahan had an unbelievable staff in hindsight, especially a lot of young studs, and they didn't really do anything. I mean, yeah. did Lamar Jackson get better with this particular offensive coaching staff that he did the, his previous five Roman? years? 
Yeah, but he won the MVP with a different coach. Well, yeah. Is he a better quarterback? <laughs> Ask the Ravens fan. Is he, he a better quarterback just, now? That could just be experience. Just, yeah, exactly. So you guys are – so just hire hire us as the staff. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just think there's a lot of guys us. that are good coaches. Everybody wants to dra- draft offensive linemen, but you don't care if the offensive line coach is any good? No, I think that they're all decent. Probably they're all no, in the same realm. They're all in the same. Realm. No, some are no, it's just no. New, no, it's nuance some are, that we don't understand. Yeah, we don't. Some, know, huh? We don't understand the nuance of what they do. Of course, some are better but than all, others. All professional offensive line coaches are basically teaching <clears throat> the same techniques. This, no, the by and large, that's not necessarily. Some are. I mean, is Kyle teachers. Shanahan? Some are better than is others. Kyle Shanahan a better offensive coordinator than Scott Turner? Yeah, he's. One or are of they the just the ones. same? No, because... no, he's one of the better ones. Well, that's my point. I mean, so we got three coaches. But we had unbelievable staff here. You got to. You got to put. You got to. What it's not Kyle true. Shanahan, I've said that what, coaches matter, but I I, I yeah, think they that, matter. I think that they not, matter. I think but the player not, they don't matter more than the player. Yeah, I don't the think. player C.J. Stroud, to use an example, who won Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I would guess. I could be wrong. I would guess that if he was drafted by the Vikings this year, he probably would have been Offensive Rookie of the Year If C.J. Stroud was playing here, he wouldn't have had the year that he had in Houston. I would say that. But it could be the players around you, too. Not necessarily the coaches. But, like, if C.J. Stroud was in Carolina, would he have had a better year than Bryce Young with the same coaches? I would I would argue Maybe. yes. I would argue yes. I'm sure. Well, look, Bryce had a terrible year. <coughs> but he wouldn't have been looked at as an all-pro. C.J. Stroud would have been that. held back here by Doc Eric Bieniemy, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Eric Bieniemy would have just chewed him up. <laughs> What's my point? There's certain staffs that, 60 times a game. There's certain <laughs> staffs that won't make the player as good. So when you talk about all these guys that Quinn's hiring, all right, maybe I'll give you Dan Quinn isn't as important as who they draft. But as a staff, you better coach. You're not just coaching up the number two pick. You're coaching up at who you're picking in second round, third round. The entire Free team. agents. Yeah, well, that's more the player Bryce Young. The argument about Bryce Young before the season was he's set up for success. His head coach is Frank Reich. He's great with quarterbacks. Right. Turns right. out they have a meddling owner that just couldn't, I know. couldn't stay out of the but way. But it's also that maybe Bryce Young wasn't as good as expected. Now, it's early to, I bet to make you a call he's, on I Bryce bet you Young. he's much better in year two than year one. I would, he might be. I would hope so. He might be, but well, it for might not be good enough. Better be. It might not be good enough. And that's going to be because the staff is probably a better staff to make well, and, him better. And he'll be more experienced. He'll have a full off season to work on stuff and go through his film. But how much better is he going to be? We're going to find out. But he I will think be it's better. definitely a factor. I think there are a lot of factors. I can't remember who came on the show and, and, and brought up Justin Fields having a different offensive coordinator year after year after year. Like, that's going to affect you. Yeah. So you're making the argument that your coaching staff is more important than your talent, and I would say that no, no, I, I would disagree ta- with that. I didn't say talent. You're just saying the number two pick. I'm just saying you're overall, saying that one talent player. is more important than the coaching. I'm saying, overall, I'm saying that the the staff has a lot to do with how good that talent is and how how much better they get. Here, here's why I'm staff saying the number two pick, but the talent is the primary. Here's what I'm saying: the number two pick is more important than the head coach and then the staffing. If it's a quarterback, okay, mm-hmm. because. Justin Herbert, for example, who hasn't had playoff success, only been in the playoffs once, um, he was drafted by the Chargers. All right, the coach is blown out, but you still got Justin Herbert. You still have a chance to have a great team. So right, well, you get the coach right, but it's harder to me, in my opinion, to find that quarterback than to find a head coach who can steer the ship with that quarterback. Okay, but let's see I how do much think coaching matters because I do let's think see how much better I do think, Harbaugh and that staff make Justin Herbert. Who's I only co- been to the how many times have you been to playoff? Once? I think it's once. Yeah. I do think coaching matters because I do think if you had taken well, that's my Kyle Shanahan's staff and Kyle Shanahan's system and 
He moved over to the L.A. Chargers mm-hmm. and had been coaching Justin Herbert. Herbert would have had more success. Yes. But I'll You're take the player first. You're agreeing with me. Right. But to me, the player is more I, important I, I at almost, quarterback. I almost think that's pretty equal, but we'll see. All right. Don't forget, coming up in just about an hour, we'll be joined by Ava Wallace, who covers the Wizard for the Washington Post. She will join us coming up at 820 here on The Junks. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the headline from Pro Football Talk (laughs) from Mike Florio, will Kyle Shanahan eventually need a fresh start after losing in the Super Bowl? He's got had seven years with the Niners. He's dropped two Super Bowls. He just can't beat Patrick Mahomes. Is the is part of the problem? And, say, yeah. and also, he didn't draft Patrick Mahomes when he had an opportunity, or the Niners didn't draft him when they had the opportunity in the 2017 mm-hmm. draft, where they, they drafted draft Solomon Thomas, Solomon Thomas at number, at number three. three. Now right. they weren't the only ones. I mean, there were several teams that passed on Mahomes, and I'm sure every single one of them regrets it. <laughs> they could have had yeah. one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game for their team. How old is Kyle Shanahan? Not sure. He's kind of be in his early 40s. Oh, right? He's 44. Yeah. He, he, all he has to do is look across the field. Andy Reid, I'm not saying he needs a clean slate now, but Andy Reid had a lot of success. Andy Reid basically did the Kyle Shanahan bit mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. A lot of success as a head coach winning games in the regular season. Some success in the playoffs, I believe, went to the NFC Championship four or five times. Yeah. And went to the Super Bowl once. Kyle Shannon's already been there twice. Of course, the Eagles did not win the Super Bowl when he was there. And then I guess you could say had a clean slate in KC, and now he has three Super Bowl titles all after the age of 60. So plenty of time for Kyle Shannon to figure it out. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan... I got a pretty good thing going in San Francisco. I don't think he needs to figure anything out. 
I think he just went up against a, a great player, and that game could have gone different ways if they didn't, you know, the, the, the freaking punt didn't hit his guy in the foot. I have been I mean, convinced, though, that he botched the overtime thing. Maybe, but it, it shouldn't even have been to that right. point. It shouldn't even have gotten maybe, to that point. But there are rumors, shouldn't too, even that, have gotten like, to that the players point. didn't have any clue as to what was going yeah, the on. The players, which, which I don't think he needed to know. And he said, look, I don't think, like, some of these headlines make it seem like he didn't know the rules. He bought into the analytics that he wanted to have the ball third. Yes. So if they scored wanted, a touchdown, he had a rationale. Then you don't they like could it. score a touchdown, and then you get the ball back and you can win in sudden death. The problem with that is KC said they had talked about it actually all season. Yeah, they said take it and second. they said yep. they would take it second and they would go for two. Yeah, to win the game. And just look, you were given Patrick Mahomes by. Taking the ball first, you're, you're giving Patrick Mahomes four downs. Correct. And I believe he converted on at least one fourth down on the Look, final drive. Everyone understands the rationale of deferring. But as far as that particular game, think about the bad break Shanahan got. Right. Okay. Oh, he didn't yeah. do anything wrong. Shanahan, the ball hits. The, what are the odds that's going to hit the looter in the foot? All right. Now, McLeod's got to jump on that ball and not try and scoop it. All right? right. That's a bad play on him. Protect it. But that's just a bad break. Greenlaw gets hurt in the first half. All right, he's one of his best defensive players. So they're playing a backup linebacker for the entire second half. They're also playing a backup safety because uh, Jair Brown wasn't a starter to start the year. Ufango was. All right, stud he's safety. Awesome. <laughs> he's off. Awesome. So and then they bring in Logan Ryan off the streets to play safety. He was making coverage mistakes. Um, so I mean, there was you could make lot. an argument. Shanahan made some strategic mistakes. I'm sure he did. I mean, in the, the I'm sure he didn't coach the, a perfect game, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he is not fatally flawed as a coach. Yeah, yeah. He's incapable of winning Super Bowl. I mean, Moody but he totally won a Super Bowl. Moody, Moody cuts a low extra years. point. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, there was just some bad breaks. You know, I think he's yeah. worse snake need, bit than You need bad. players to execute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like in the third quarter. I think they had three straight three and outs. Correct. Even after the interception, that they didn't give the ball to McCaffrey. Like, I all know. of a sudden, That's what it was I said, like, I said, dude, why aren't they, they weren't running? giving him Turns McCaffrey? Out his fatal flaw is he has to face Mahomes in Super Bowls. Yeah, but that that's hurts. a huge problem. But, that hurts. But the that's clean slate problem. thing, look, Florio's just throwing out a theory. And the only merit to theory is other guys have done it where they've been good in one spot and they go to another go to spot. A, you better get started clean slate with another great quarterback. I mean, his yeah. pops first had a gig Don't with come the Raiders, here. right? Yes. Yeah. And then he went to Denver. And then he won Super Bowls. So it's certainly not unprecedented. There's a bunch of guys. I mentioned Andy Reid. They've got great resources right now in San Francisco. They've got a bunch of guys coming back. I believe I heard they were, after the game, they were the Super Bowl favorite for next year. They are. Yeah. Which I think Why would you go anywhere? Well, especially in the NFC. NFC is doo-doo. Yeah. Well, you got Detroit yeah. up and coming. If he you leaves, got he's Green not going, Bay maybe upcoming, but not going to the AFC unless he goes and replaces Andy Reid. Philadelphia and Dallas, question marks. I mean... Two teams that were nine and eight got into the playoffs is, in the NFC. This is Florio just throwing something out. Sure, of course. I mean, he's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. Florio's specialty. But um, sit there and just ponder hypotheticals. <laughs> the one thing I do kind of worry about with this particular team is, and Purdy was great this year, and he played pretty well in the Super Bowl. But over seventy-five minutes, he's not going to make more plays than Mahomes. No, most aren't. Right? Most aren't. Um, so. And just talking about coaching staffs, I mean, Purdy's a seventh-round pick, and they and they made him a Super Bowl quarterback. That's why I think staffs are very important, but that's another argument. But can Kyle Shanahan, with all the resources they have, all right, he's gotten to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and now Brock Purdy, all right, and hasn't won in those because he's been playing against Mahomes, and those guys made mistakes. 
but can he win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? That's my question. Not Especially sure. if you're going to face Mahomes on a lot of with those. With the same staff and everything? You know, yeah. Could have won this one. I mean, I know, right but he there. Did, but he didn't. Maybe know, they make a play for it's so hard. Maybe they make it's a play so for Kirk Cousins. To, it's so hard to get back. That's my point. Like, Kirk loves Kyle, vice versa. Maybe they make a play for Kirk. I know. They realize know. Kirk's better than Purdy, and he could be the missing piece that gets them over the hump. I can I see know. that. It's I can also see them drafting somebody, like, in the mid-rounds. Because that's really it what they did be. with Purdy, and yeah, maybe they don't want to. You know, spend they told the story many times on a quarterback that the owner came during training camp, and Kyle said, "I think our third string guy is the best." Well, that's because Lance and was so at the they Busterama. might yeah. keep doing that, bringing in guys. I think it's crazy that that's what his dad did here with Kirk to replace a guy that threw for like forty three hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns. They're not going to replace like, him. more touchdowns, few, more yards, fewer fewer interceptions, and even like Mahomes. You guys are desperate to get re- rid of them. But if realize if they realize they can top out, they're only topping out at a certain level, and they can't win. They can't beat Mahomes right. with a guy like Purdy. The, I could see them going. Not, the I don't think it's an Purdy's fault great, that they lost the but, Super Bowl. And I'm not blaming it on Purdy, but but if they I feel mean, like the reason the Chiefs the won Bowl, is like because he, they had the better quarterback. Maybe they realize that he can't. Yeah, but you're he not going to find out, someone equivalent to Mahomes. I understand that, but if you think you can upgrade the position, that's what I'm saying. If you can upgrade the position, I think it'd be hard to get more production than they got from Purdy. I, in I fact, his why? production was better than Mahomes this you year. You don't think they could get more? As, I mean, they, if they get a better quarterback, why can't they get that production? It's just sometimes it's like fit. He's just a great fit for that offense. Yeah, I and mean, whoever that. they bring in, they're going to have a, a good fit, I would think. I'm not saying they're going in a different direction. I'm just saying I if you're Kyle Shanahan, can you, can you see yourself winning with a Brock Purdy type, or do you think you have to get better at that position? Well, they were at overtime They obviously away. wanted to get better. That's why they talked they, to they Brady. They talked to Brady, I know. But the they beauty, believe they can who, get better. Everybody would talk to Brady. The, okay. The beauty of Purdy is Even at 45? he's on like the cheapest deal ever. Like <laughs> they have another at least one more year of him making like yeah. minimum salary. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, eventually you're going to have to pay him right. forty million dollars a right. year. I'll take Purdy. They want him. They don't want him anymore. I'll take him. Besides, I'm but sure as far Peters, as, as far Peters as probably would too. As far yeah. as Shanahan going, you know, new slate. No, that's not happening. It's not happening anytime soon. And I don't think he has some fatal flaw or something where he can't win a Super Bowl. It's just been, you know, unfortunate. Again, yeah, I think he, the flaw he, is he has the narrative, though, of, of three. The flaw is including he's, he's as, as quite a three double digit lead. That's, that's, the, yeah. that's the roadblock. What is? Yeah. Mahomes. Mahomes. He's facing yeah. Mahomes yeah. on the other side. But in even, his prime. Bra- you know, all these guys lose Super Bowls. I mean, it'd be unusual. I mean, I guess Mont- Montana didn't. But I mean, it'd be, un- or maybe even Bradshaw didn't. But. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's eventually. hard to get back there. Even damn if right. you have a good quarterback who's putting up production in the regular season, it's hard yeah. to get back. For sure. But he seems to have a good marriage there with John Lynch. Of course. They work well now together. they lose yeah, Adam those, Peters. And, and they, those guys aren't going around, to be around. I mean, yeah. McCaffrey's going to be 28. You got the Debo contracts and, and Bosa's cap number hitting. Uh, per, so what are Purdy's you suggesting? Kind of, you think Kyle should move well, on? I think that was no. I just think that was their best window. That's I, I, not a foregone great conclusion. The 49ers are going. They're not a foregone conclusion. They win the NFC West. Sure, but they're the, they are currently the favorites. They so are, they're in a yeah, good position for next Eagles, year. Things have to work out. Favorite, right? Uh, uh, obviously, for next obviously. for next year, but they're set up fine. For next year, they're set up fine. But yeah. years to come, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean that happens. People wrote off the Rams. I would not be stunned though if. They decided to try and upgrade at quarterback. 
I don't know how and I they think could get much better. Purdy was very good, and I was I don't know rooting how they could for get him. Much better. And they could have easily won this Super Bowl. An extra point, all the things that we've talked about, it was a winnable game for them. I just don't know them. how you could get much more production. Not because it's Purdy's just one or two more plays. Or second best, yeah. but I don't know how you could get much yeah. more production. How do you, how do you get more production at the quarterback position? It's I just, just don't know. one or like two. What, no, what's your, no I want to hear your plan to upgrade. Like, I don't even well, know. When that, Cakes pitches me, I think that they. After he led them to an NFC Championship game last year as a rookie, they actively tried to woo Tom Brady. Now, he's the greatest of all time, but Brady also was 45 years old and coming yeah, off still playing somewhat. No, I know, but, JP, what's what's the plan? What's the move? It's if simply you, to get somebody saying, who's better. Okay. In terms well, of a player, so I, I don't know what So it could be taking a look at Kirk is. Cousins. Because I do think Kirk Cousins like is better Kyle than Brock Purdy. offense better than Purdy, and Kyle thinks that, and he feels like, if Kirk stays healthy, he could throw 35 to 38 touchdowns in this offense. That's more production than Purdy. You're yeah, asking for – You might lose some of his uh, playmaking I'm not talking about statistics the during the regular season. I'm just talking about a guy who, in a big spot, is going to make a quicker decision and the correct decision in a big moment in a game. Right. I'm not talking about a guy, I'm talking about a guy who's going to throw 40 touchdowns versus you know 34. Uh, I'm just talking about just – getting better at that position in a big moment. In those big moments when he was overwhelmed, I'm not sure any quarterback would have done much better. He was overwhelmed. It was a numbers game. They just they brought the house, and they weren't prepared. What I heard, well, there I, was a, he there was a, I don't know if this is true, what I heard from some of like the ex-quarterbacks, and you mentioned Romo calling it, is that could identify they the could have changed the protection on some of those things. That's probably so, true. With experience, I think you could get Maybe that. with the experience that happens, I... I I don't know. But Valdez, I just think that they will I, – I buy into the argument that they might look at either drafting somebody, and it's not to be a definitive replacement, just putting somebody in a position that they're constantly trying to get better. I think they know a lot – some of the analytics. Some of the analytics said that Purdy was – he got away with a lot of throws in the playoffs. There's also Purdy analytics was, that, that say that he led the, led in the, the league regular in, season, in yes. EPA and DVOA. And Correct. All, all, all the, the sexy numbers that, that people like to bring up. Correct. But yeah. against the better competition in the playoffs, that wasn't the case. He, he, made he, some, he made some really nice plays in the playoffs, no doubt. He also had, he had some but off games. But does Kyle Shanahan sure. tell him, wake up in the morning and go, and then, all right, I'm going to win a Super Bowl then, with Brock Purdy. Let's sign him to a f- and then, five-year deal. And I don't then, think they have to make that decision And then the solution to getting over the hump is to bring in somebody that's been uh, notoriously deemed a choker yeah. and can't get past the uh, into the second round of the playoffs. Yes. Hey, yeah. No, that's just one example. I'm just, I'm just saying that's <laughs> I, I, I understand, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. You say, well, you got to get better at this position. But there's only so many... Hands yeah, it's going to be very tough. Hands that you can play at that The point. odds yeah. are it probably doesn't get? happen. Right. Just, so stick I, with the guy that's got you to the NFC Championship and a Super Bowl, right. and it was you know a play away from winning the whole damn thing. Yeah, I think he's likely going to be the starter. I think they might draft somebody. They might draft somebody in the fourth round. Like maybe somebody is, slips and they like Bo Nix. Well, like that's what the Shanahan's do. Middle round right. quarterback, and then he'll give that guy a shot to be better. Bottom line is they had he had to play against. The best quarterback yeah, in the league. That, that's the biggest problem. I don't think he's the and reason over, why they lost. No, the no, reason is because Chris Jones pressured him on that third down play, and it, otherwise, if Chris Jones doesn't get unblocked, mm-hmm. they probably let me tell win you the why game. they lost the game. Okay, right there. beyond those those bad breaks, Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. Mm-hmm. All right, three of their best weapons mm-hmm. had less combined catches than Travis Kelsey. Did. Well, K- Kittle was on the sideline for a lot of it. Correct. Yeah. And Debo was hurt. I get yeah. it. 
But in terms of the stats, those three guys had less combined catches than Travis Kelsey. Yep. All right. If your guys are only going to have two and three catches, your studs, and you're putting everything on McCaffrey, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes. That's why they lost. Bank local, cheer local in business. Every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank, proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. This portion of the junk's brought to you by Offenbachers. Visit them in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon for a huge selection of outdoor furniture, fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spas. Don't forget, coming up at 820, we'll talk some wizards with Ava Wallace. She covers the whiz for the Washington Post. That's at 820. The Wiz are now nine and forty-four, I believe. Where does that put them right now? I'm gonna put that look at them. Second on worst, third worst. Um, they are. They have the second worst record in the NBA, worst. just one game behind Detroit, who are eight and forty-four. And then they're like two games ahead. ahead of. Are they like <laughs> the two Wizards, games? They are committed to tanking. They have lost seven Spurs. in a row. Spurs, Spurs have eleven. Spurs wins. have eleven. They have nine. Yeah. So, so they, they have, have the games. second yeah. worst record. Spurs got a win last night as Wemby had a triple double with ten blocks. Yeah. Incredible. Ten swatters. Very nice. He looks like a praying mantis out there or something. It looks weird, but he's going to probably win rookie of the year over Chet Holmgren. the weird bit that he did heading into – now, I know it's NBA players. Their, their, their fashion is out of control. Like yeah. He was wearing all black, and mm-hmm. he also had a black – it almost looked like the mask you put on your face when you go skiing. Like, you know, like to protect your face, right. like your nose down, mm-hmm. like around your ears. And then he had, like, a skull cap over top, and I think there might have been, like, sunglasses. I mean, if, he looked like the Invisible Man. Like, if, if he could turn into an Invisible Man at 7-4, that's kind of like the look that he was going for last night. Unless I got duped by somebody online. I think Actually, I've seen him, one. How would I know? I've seen one where they say, look at Slender Man or yeah, whatever. Right. Well, uh, Slender Man comps for him. Not yeah. great. Um, I, I, I was on tilt, and I still am on tilt. From one dumb little thing that I cannot figure out. Okay. See if we can help you. My Bluetooth isn't connecting to my phone. And it is quite tilting. Bluetooth where? In the car. Ah, okay. okay. So I'm used to doing phone calls with the Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally, like even last night, I want to play music from my phone. Right. Mm -hmm. Standard. Is it a new car? No. And it's been working... Perfectly fine for two years. Got dead Bluetooth. And all of a sudden, I plug it in, and then I actually deleted the Bluetooth connection, did a new Bluetooth connection, mm-hmm. and I'll play like my Spotify. Well, maybe you need to and unplug it. Says, it. You're, I did. Plugging in. I did all that stuff. I cannot crack the code. You're, you're vexed. Tilting. You're completely vexed. I am completely vexed because <laughs> that happened, I don't know, yesterday evening. I was like, what's going on? Because I don't know if I use Bluetooth driving home. Yeah. Usually I check in with the wife, but she was teaching, I think. Um, But I I, I may have made a call, and then all of a sudden it's not working, and I cannot figure it out. Hmm. Something stupid like that, like all of a sudden you have to make a phone call with the speaker, which you're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. It's trifling. What do you mean you're not supposed to do? I do that sometimes if I have to. Why are you not supposed to to be? You're supposed to operate hands-free. 
Well, yeah, speaker. Put it in your in your holder and just put That's, it on speaker. Okay, if you have a holder, it doesn't you have don't a have holder. a holder. Why would I have a holder when I got everything that should Everyone be Bluetooth? Everyone in the world has a holder for their phone. No, I don't. Not not necessarily. I, I don't. It's yeah. called your cup holder. Three out of four. You mean the holder on the well, especially on the air if vent? you want to use it like for anything. Like you want to see it for anything while you're driving. You have navigation, old school. I have it. Yeah, but if you have Apple AirPlay, you can just shoot. Right. You can shoot your navigation to your screen. This is where right. I have it. Right. Like that's right. This is where I have it. No. Yeah. Uh, most people have holders. You guys are unusual. I would say most people, yeah. Three out of four. You might be right. You guys are not representative. Has Garmin gone bankrupt yet? Eric, you might be right. Yeah. The three guys back there. My wife has How many of you guys have holders? How many has a Lou? I don't have a cup holder or it goes like underneath my console. I don't really... Mike that, I don't set it anywhere. I put it in my cup holder. Yeah, cup holder. That's Grab. what the cup holder's for. Definitely don't have a phone holder. No. He thinks the world revolves around him. He thinks everybody <laughs> does exactly you. You're the only guy. Well, my whole family has it. I mean, I just can't fathom. That's the world he lives in. I can't fathom having my phone in my cup holder for a significant amount of time. I can't if my, cu- if my phone holder breaks or I happen to be in a rental car and I didn't bring one. But if you have everything hooked up, you shouldn't even have to look at the sometimes, phone. Like it's in the cup holder and then you just sometimes you can it hit phone, it depends, you call. It depends on what you use. In other words, I, I also am not an Apple guy. Yeah. But it depends on what type of system you're using. So, like, it's hard for me to explain. But sometimes Apple. you still need to look at your navigation on your phone. Right. Anyway, I cannot crack this code. And I'm not asking and I'm you not to crack it. tilting. Do you ever have something like that that'll tilt you that's just so stupid? Yeah, like and you know it's thing? probably yeah. one button. Yes, but I always like crack one button the code. was hit. You need well, like somebody 20 years younger than you to help you. I always you're crack in the that, code. You're in that mode. I wouldn't leave the car until I figured it out. <laughs> I'm the best driver in the country, so I can watch my navigation from a cup holder. No, no, so I like it that. to be eye oh, level. That's not great. Yeah, it's got to be oh, eye I'm level. money at it. All right, let's go to Mary <laughs> Especially Ellen. if I'm watching a football game. Mary Ellen is in Ashburn. That's my town. And, of course, Loudoun County canceled schools yesterday because of the weather. Somebody tweeted us some pictures of, of snow. They didn't it say where it was. It might be getting a little bit dicey. What's it look like outside? Have a fun for no, it's just raining here. I think that was Edward from, like, Connecticut. <laughs> oh. No, it's just yeah. raining here. No, it's definitely snowing in Rockville. All snow? right, Mary Ellen, what's up? Hey, boys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Okay, um, yeah, it's snowing like a big dog in, in Ashburn, in Loudoun County. Like um, big flakes? Big fluffy flakes. Yeah, those um, are the nothing. The grass is slightly coated, cars are coated. That's nothing. And as we say, I worked snow duty for 25 years at VDOT. It's running water on the roads. There is nothing going on in the roads. It's 34 degrees, supposed to get up to 38. So it has dropped a it's little bit. It's a big nothing last. burger. <laughs> Is Mary Ellen the big Heineke fan? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. You went to ODU. I went to ODU. Yeah, you're yes, a Heineke. Uh, okay, that makes sense. And, but then I, th- I feel like Heineke became a howler, too. Uh, I'm okay with Al. He's, he's not, nothing great. He, he made me happy in the ha- halfway through the season, yeah, but he, he came back down Same with everybody. Yeah, same story. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Thank but yeah, I, I got into like a little tussle, like a stupid Facebook tussle with this woman <laughs> yesterday because I was laughing at the fact that Loudoun County closed schools. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, you know, they, they, they've got to plow the roads and, and it's dangerous for the kids and all the stuff. I said, lady, they don't drop a plow for two inches of snow. So she was like totally clueless. So I was like, you know, stay in bed. Don't even go out. All right, so Facebook our, so, so Mary, Mary Ellen, <laughs> so I can't be on Facebook. Yeah, Mary Ellen, so since you're in Ashburn, are you? Do you think it was proper to cancel the schools today and loud, based on what you're seeing now? Yet. 
No, okay. no. Yeah, it's right. a big no. It should have been a two-hour delay, right? Because oh, it's the most a two-hour delay. Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's by the all time snow. this finishes, it it's going to be melted. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. the rain's it's coming, right? Melted in two hours. Yeah. All right. Well, thank uh, you. Listen, I mean, I was driving on New Hampshire be... yesterday, and Thanks, the, other, the other direction, big ass truck dropping salt. I'm like, what the f is that guy doing? <laughs> what was happening? Why? Well, that's are we stupid. Dropping salt? That's like, stupid because if it rains, away. yeah, it just washes away. That's dumb. It was weird. Mary Ellen's one of the wild ones on Facebook. We're friends, and oh, she's constantly suspended like, for thirty oh, days really? at a time. She goes on rants. How does that happen? Like, she goes she on do? rants. She's a, you know. Then why would you me. get suspended? We can fight with people. You does she you, threaten them? Or you, maybe I, I don't know about Mary Ellen, but some people do. But you, a lot of times you post inappropriate content, <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. political memes. Sure. <laughs> you know, she, she she doesn't hold back. She's not posting nudity. I no. am. Uh, <laughs> you should be able to post a political mean, regardless of your political orientation, and there shouldn't be a problem. Not in this day and age. Well, there's. I mean, especially on Facebook. Yeah. You should be able to post a political meme. I don't, but you should be able. to. <laughs> people report people all the time. So well, they, they can report you on Facebook. You didn't. You didn't violate anything. Well, I. I, I don't. I don't you know. Be suspended for. Are. So she gets suspended for political memes. People. People He's get suspended all the time on Facebook. Yeah. If you get in fights, if you're getting back and forth, yeah, someone will report you. Thank We're God trying I'm to have anti-bullying. That. Yeah, stay away from the, the God, social media. Oh, my gosh. I'd be fired in 20 seconds. Best move for you. I like a little bullying. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay with bullying? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right, don't okay, forget. you up. Coming up later in the show in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll give you a chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy Tour. That comes to Jiffy Lube Live this summer, so keep listening for your chance to win. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, that's a very simple thing to do. You go to CropMetcalf.com, and you can join their team today. In about 20 minutes, we'll be joined by Ava Wallace. She covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. We'll talk about their season, how it's progressing. I think it's progressing according to plan. Like, they plan to lose a lot of games and wow. position themselves well for the upcoming NBA draft. I don't and think so. I think, they're, I think they're disappointed. I think they're disappointed they haven't been more competitive. I'm sure there's some of that's that. That's why they changed their coach. Yep. I don't think they're. I don't think they think it's going great. I had this thought last night, and I know Bobby Balicki has some sort of uh, relationship with the new head coach. What's his name? Brian Keefe. I think. Brian mm-hmm. Keefe. Yep. Yeah. He reminds me of... Not Ryan Keefe from Stanford from back in the day. No, no Adam Ryan Keefe. Oh, Adam Keefe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting my Keefe's mixed up. I'm sure he has amazing uh, basketball chops, but he reminds me of just a dad coaching a team. <laughs> like he's on the sideline. <laughs> because... Like, I'm like, no I don't know. I'm, I'm coaching CYO basketball right now. and he's, You know, they don't dress up anymore, so they dress... Mm. Sweatpants you know, and quarter zips. Yeah, quarter zips. Yeah. So they look like super casual. So hold on. Even Eric Spolstra, he doesn't wear like a suit. And, and, uh, I don't think you see anybody wear in, suits uh, anymore. Uh, Pop doesn't Sometimes. wear a suit. Mm. Pop wears sweats. Sometimes, Pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. So, so I'm I mean, just, I don't monitor what every coach is wearing, but it uh, seems like they're more casual. It's just my vibe. Like, he's just, just, just reminds like me of Summer just, League. Not even Summer League. Like a, like a CYO basketball coach. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm out on the, I'm out on it. And he, you know, he he may be a fantastic basketball coach in terms of knowledge. I'm sure, and everything his like knowledge that. Is, is elite. I'm sure he's great. And yeah. hey, I watched the fourth quarter when I tuned in. Look, they had a ten point lead. 
And then Dallas decided, that's the way it looked like to me, Dallas decided, okay, this is an important game for us. It's a home game. Let's turn it up. And then they turned it up. And in the end, it's Luka and Kyrie Irving against, you know, Tyus Jones and Kyle Kuzma. Right. Well, Jordan Poole went one for 12. He's been one of the he, worst pickups he's in franchise history. And they went seven for 32 from three last night. Uh-huh. So they missed 25 threes. They shot 41% for the game. Um, the game went way under the total. The total on FanDuel yesterday was 248 and a half. Oh. It ended up at... Uh, way, way under. Yeah, what, 216? I just retweeted this. At, way under. At Junks Radio. Jordan Poole in February. This is from Stat Muse. He's averaging 8.8 points per game. He's shooting... Since, since when? February, just oh, February. Oh, month February, right. He's shooting 19% from the three-point line <clears throat> and 26% overall from the field. That's crazy. And he's making $30 million. You know who's having a good year? Drabby? On the whiz? Yeah. Denny's having a good year. Yeah. yeah Denny's, Denny's averaging better. 13 and a half. He's got six and a half boards and four assists. Is it Kispert and, playing a little better? Or yeah, no? but he, was, he was cold last night, but yes. So Denny's averaging 13, six and a half, and four, and shooting 52%. I think it's, think about he that. signed that deal, he seems like he's just And he relaxed. had 25 last yeah. night. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know who else is playing well? Now, he's only had two games for the Gafford, Mavericks. Gafford. But Gafford, Gafford last had night, 17 boards last 16 night. 16.17 points, 17 boards, and look how many minutes. I think it was only like 24 minutes. Yeah, you're right. Limited time. Because Luca does this. He says, hey, Gaff, come over yeah. here. Well, Kyrie, me a pick. Kyrie, too. He says, set me a pick. Yep. They set a pick, and if they double Luca, he goes just rolls to the basket, yes. <laughs> and then Gaffer goes. Whoop. You're right, easiest <laughs> conversion ever. Well, I mean, look, he's going from a team where he had Kuzma right. and Pool to Luca and Kyrie. It's it's a bit of a talent upgrade. All right, so we'll cool. talk more Wizards with Ava Wallace coming up at eight twenty. We wanted to get into the scouting report though for Caleb Williams from our friends at PFF. I got grades. I have strengths. I've got weaknesses. I got everything. Yeah, I for read Caleb it. Williams. Good. Uh, go they gave it. him a ninety point three PFF overall grade. Give me some context. Do we have recent guys and their grades? Oh, I, that's I, an A. I have no. Yeah, it's barely me, an A. Eighty nine point five. It's an A. That's an A. That's an A. But an A. I would plus. sell that hard to my parents as an A. That's not. It a, didn't <laughs> happen very often. That's an A. If I got a ninety or above A, ninety point three either. Actually, at the math, though, that was not an A, right? Didn't we have to have a 93? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> B minus. At the math? B minus yeah. for 92. You know what? I mean, B you know plus. What, sorry, you know B what plus. 70 was? F? D. D. Oh. 69? F. Now, in okay. some classes, it was very difficult. Is it still to get that way? Set. I should ask I my, know. my Couldn't brother. tell you. Yeah. By like, the way, he, you know who had a better overall grade than Caleb Williams? You're going to tell me, I'm assuming. Yeah, Drake May. Drake May. What was his grade? 90.6. Uh, it's similar. All right, they're neck and neck. <laughs> okay, but it's not like he's way below him. All right, You're first, not going to give him any props? I'll give him slight Hold props. Hold on. He's going nuts for Caleb Williams. I, listen, he hasn't listen. even gone through and the report. And then I give Drake May's stats in the grade, and he goes, okay. Has, has, has Caleb Williams been comped to Mac Jones? Has that, has that ever happened? I'm sure he's been comped to some other has bad quarterbacks. Has that happened? Because I haven't seen it happen. Your guy, Drake May, has already been comped to Mac Jones. He was also a big, spectacular failure. By one guy. <laughs> yeah, by a guy who's been in the NFL for probably Someone 30 else, years. Another guy thought he was better than Joe Burrow coming out of college. Okay. Everybody has differing opinions. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just okay. It's okay. It's All right, okay. here are the strengths of Caleb Williams, according to PFF. 
His arm talent is natural, can't be coached or replicated, shows it with almost every throw. Many QB prospects are said to be able to, quote, make every throw, but it's an overused and often inaccurate assessment. They had some good video of him, like, on the run in particular. Yeah. Throwing across his body, just really ripping some balls. They say he can generate an impressive velocity from multiple arm angles and platforms, and it never wavers. His film is littered with examples of that while he rolls left, right, backward, etc. Quarterbacks who make plays out of structure can suffer in the accuracy department while not in a typical throwing stance. Williams' accuracy while moving is what sets him apart from other playmaking quarterbacks. He's able to place the ball in spots only his receivers can get it from almost any position, and he does it consistently. Mm -hmm. His playmaking ability is his calling card. In this era of QBs who can get out of the pocket and make plays out of structure, it's tough to find anyone better. No signal caller in college and very few in the NFL is better than Williams at making pass rushers miss while keeping his eyes downfield ready to attack. This is where the Patrick Mahomes comparisons come into play. Mahomes is the best in the world at manipulating pockets to give himself space to either throw or take off and run, and Williams shows that ability on a near down-to-down basis. So pretty glowing reports for the strengths Mm -hmm. for Caleb Williams. Weaknesses. The playmaking ability has its downsides, and far too often Williams relied on his out-of-structure ability to create positive plays for the USC offense. This hero ball mentality that he was forced to play in caused him to miss on some easy plays. He had 50 dropbacks with a time to throw of more than six seconds in 2023, the most in college football. His constant need to play out-of-structure led to some bad habits and bad decisions. Too many times he would drop back square to the line of scrimmage, which can make it tougher to get to an ideal throwing position, but he did so because it helped set up defenders and lanes in the pocket to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a summary on him. It's a challenge to find a more talented athlete and QB than Caleb Williams. It's why he's been touted as the number one overall pick for years now. His arm talent and playing ability are unteachable. He's the poster child for the new age quarterback who can scramble and make plays that don't seem possible while also working within the pocket and picking apart defenses. He's not a perfect prospect, though, and the concerns about his reliance on out-of-structure plays are valid. He'll need to be better at playing on time and taking the easy plays when they're available. Meshing that with his ability to make something out of nothing is why teams and analysts can project his future as a top QB in the NFL. Where I would draft him, number one overall. Yeah, his talent, I think, is the undeniable thing. Here's the thing about the PFF grades. I really like PFF. But sometimes you have to put it into context with other grits. Like in the NFL, I like to look at PFF. I like to look at the old traditional quarterback rating. I like to look at QBR. And then you can kind of come to a conclusion. Their number one quarterback for the whole season with a 94.7 grade was Jaden Daniels. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Jaden Daniels is really good. A couple years ago, I'm throwing this out just for cakes. Their highest grade to a quarterback for college football season. Zach Wilson. With a 95.8, mm-hmm. which is much higher than Caleb Williams. Yes. Was your pal Mac Jones. Wow, there you go. Well, I mean, so hold on. It's wait, the same hold, number? That's, it's, his co- that's his college his grade. College number, not his number is grade. Yeah. Is that like projecting him? That's his I, PFF I, grade. I don't know. Are we I thought Cakes was giving a apples? PFF grade. No, Cakes, Cakes is reading the, his draft his draft grade. You'd have to go back and look at the I read that article. I just read it as a PFF grade, but you may be right. 
Well, uh, compare I, compare apples to apples. It's very important to me. Jason but, Jason is with with Drake May, who's actually a tick above, right? Well, no, in the overall grade, but oh, it's not his draft grade. In their summary, they say top five pick for for May. In his Caleb summary, they say number one overall pick. So they clearly are in Caleb Williams' camp. I'm just saying for the overall draft grade, they give him slightly higher. Here's what I, you know, a lot of people were responding to. Which is kind to, of confusing. A lot of it people were responding to the, to the dress picture that we posted yesterday. Mm-hmm. Some people saying, oh, I'm out. Here's my response. I don't care about the dress if he prepares well, all right, if he's, if he's a guy who's a worker, which you need your quarterbacks to be, if he plays well, and if he's a good leader. If he's aloof, doesn't prepare well as a guy who's just, you know, relied on his talent mm-hmm. and doesn't really work hard, then I would knock him down. I don't care if he wears dresses or paints his fingernails. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Um, like Baker Mayfield, he had some of that stuff in college where whatever, he didn't he plant a flag and he did some stuff. Yes. And he, um, and he's, he may not be the greatest example because he hasn't been a great pro. He's had probably three good years. But most people, and I think this is why he got drafted number one, most people said he was a good leader mm-hmm. and, and the players loved him. And I think the players in Tampa love him. I think leadership is a big deal for a quarterback. The talent, it seems undeniable, with Caleb Williams. Well, it's definitely a big deal for the commanders, too, because that's what they're talking about when they the red flag, win. The it, red flag, and this is what scouts have to look at. I, I read that article, and it said something like, uh, I think 5.8 seconds came up, that there were a lot of plays over 5.8 seconds where he may have passes underneath, and he's looking to make the bigger play. You would think you could coach somebody out of that. I would think. That's not like a, That shouldn't be a fatal flaw. Yeah, but... Sometimes, like Rex Grossman, much different level player, but actually he was a first-round pick. You would think they would have been able to coach Rex Grossman going for you know deep shots all the time, but some guys, that's just what they like to do. Mm. Yeah, I just don't think that's something that you can coach. But you could point to Rex Grossman as a, as a counter, but I think you could. I think you could coach someone to take the easy stuff. Maybe not right away. Maybe not in year one. But I think eventually you get. Yeah, if you drilled in their heads enough, I think you could drill you know, that like, in their heads. I think that's and, a and the truth thing. is, you probably when you have. I'm not saying that Caleb Williams be this, but when you have a prodigy, a maestro, you don't want to take that away from him. And part of it might be he makes bounce. spectacular plays downfield because he's not taking the check down, which may be a five yard play, and he's looking for the the sixty yarder, and he hits it. Mm-hmm. I still just, don't, I still don't love I, I don't really want my quarterback runner I don't know I just have different thoughts on the off the field stuff well I'd rather think, him not be bothered I, with I don't that think stuff. that you're just be normal this is just my gut I don't think you're gonna even be faced with the decision because yeah, I, I hope so I think Caleb Williams is going to Chicago good take him yeah that's right or what I think. they're gonna fleece somebody for the number one pick yeah I hope he up. goes one one I mean, so, like say the Raiders okay, so the Raiders might be like you know what we need we need to energize our fan base and get people in the building. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to move up and draft Caleb Williams. So a team okay. could be thinking Certainly along possible. Do they have so, problems getting people in the building? Probably not in Vegas. Because, <laughs> I'm guessing you know, they don't have half problems. Half the fan base comes in. So are you saying that the Bears are going to stay with Justin Fields and give him a long-term contract? Not necessarily. They could also move out of one and 
pick a quarterback later. And yeah, okay. I think that's a Justin tough call. Fields. I think if that's you're a tough call. I think if you're Chicago, you reset the clock. Hey, Drabby, I think that JP that's was what I right. Think they're going to do. It first says at J, if you go to PFF, you say Jaden Daniels draft profile. It says overall grade ninety four point seven NFL draft profile for Jaden. Right. Daniels. I guess that's his season grade. It's not his draft grade. So the same thing for. Well, there's just no chance that Mac Jones is the highest-rated draft draft prospect (laughs) ever. I mean, he had a 95 season grade. Well, look at it. Does it say draft grade or does it it say season grade? Okay. Right. It's different then. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined by Ava Wallace. She covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. We'll talk with her next on The Fab. Coming up at 945, we'll give you a chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy tour. That's Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. So keep listening for your chance to win. We head out to the BetQL guest hotline now. Say good morning to Ava Wallace, who covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. Good morning, Ava. How are you? Morning, guys. Morning from Dallas. Ah, Good morning. On the road, obviously covering the Wizards. Before we get into the game to game, I wanted to ask you about uh, the headline. This is from ESPN.com. Virginia Senator says, Bill for new Wizards Capitals Arena is dead. Mm. That is from L. Louise Lucas, a leading Democratic Virginia legislator. Some pushback uh, from politicians on Ted's plan to move the teams out of D.C. Were you surprised by this latest development? Uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that story, which has been covered really well by our, our Metro desk. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people down in Richmond, but um, it, it was a lot of politicking kind of over the weekend. We had the mayor publishing an op-ed um, kind of saying that, you know, Ted Leonsis is after the money and then doesn't care about D.C. and it's not about legacy and reputation. And what uh, Eloise Lucas was responding to were comments from Glenn Youngkin over the weekend kind of taking a jab at Democrats saying, you know, they don't want a strong America and America without rivals. And that kind of caused some ripple effects in the Virginia legislature. Remember, he's he's kind of has a reputation for going after a national stage, but he's got to work with his local Democrats to get this plan in action. Um, you know, despite Louise Lucas's comments, the, the bill is not technically dead yet, uh, as other Virginia Democrats said yesterday. Um but, yeah, this definitely kind of showed some cracks in the foundation for, for support uh, locally for this that this bill needs to pass. So just give us kind of the cliff notes. Virginia's side overall, some want it, some don't, and then give me where D.C.'s at. Yeah, so uh, it, it sounds like that the bill still has support in Virginia because as long as the, the bill in, in the Senate, which Eloise Lucas, so she's from the Senate side in Virginia, as long as the House bill has support – um, has a viable option there. The bill can still go through, and there is still language for the uh, authority that would create the um, basically money to fund the arena is still in both <laughs> uh, bills right now in the House and Senate. So it is not dead yet. Definitely not. Um, there's definitely some stuff to be worked out. But yeah, that, that was a lot of politicking on the Virginia side. On the D.C. side, uh, Mayor Bowser is saying that she would not let Capital One Arena out of its lease or uh, Monumental Sports, excuse me, out of it out of its lease at Capital One Arena early. She's basically trying to keep those teams in D.C. and saying <clears throat> they're saying they want to leave in 2027. We can enforce those leases till 2047, an extra 20 years. Um, so it's a lot of battles on, on both sides of the Potomac it, for over this new arena. That wasn't really the cliff notes. I'm sorry, but it, it's hard to cliff note this one. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Just too much going on. All right. So yeah. last night uh, in Dallas, uh, the total was 248 and a half. So it went way under the total. And I was just looking at the stats, Ava. And 
when you combine the two teams combined 16 for 68 from threes, that's not going to be a lot of scoring when you, you're missing a bunch of threes. But um, I, and I was telling the boys, one guy who's been playing pretty well, putting up pretty, pretty good numbers is Denny. And he's averaging about 14. I think he's averaging about six and a half boards, four assists. He's shooting 52% from the floor. Um, that's what, you know, obviously Jordan Poole's been a huge disappointment and some of the other guys, but Denny Advia is having a pretty good year based on, you know, what those other guys are making. Yeah, they, they've got a couple of individual guys who are having good, good years like that. Denny certainly stands out. To, he's had the ball in his hand a lot more. He's had a lot more responsibility. Something that I paid attention to last night was the closing group. That was um, Tyus Jones, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert instead of Jordan Poole. Um, they were kind of all out there really leading the way going up against Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving late. But Denny wasn't a big... great close. Let's make that clear. Close. No, not at all. And Bilal Koulibaly in there. Definitely not a good close, but very interesting. I saw two interim coach Brian Keefe wanted out on the floor. Um he thought gave them either the best chance or he wanted them to actually have, have their stuff rocked by the Mavs and then learn a lesson there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Um, no, Denny's had the ball in his hands a lot more. He's become a lot more physical this year and is, is getting better at driving to the rim and, and finishing through contact. Um, and that's really, really benefited him playing that way and, and just being super aggressive, playing fast, kind of leaning into that that side of his game. But, I mean, think about it, Ava. In the, I mean, it's obviously a very small sample size, but in the month of February, that's six games. He's averaging 19.7. He's shooting 64%. He's shooting 45.5% from threes. And he's averaging eight boards. So in the last six games, he's putting up way better numbers than than uh, Jordan Poole, who's making $28 million a year. Yeah, and we're seeing it a lot in the locker room, too. He's definitely got a little bit of a swagger to him, not in a bad way, but just that he's kind of coming into his own as a leader on this team. He's a guy who will take Bilal Koulibaly aside, and that's you know kind of his first true rookie that he can really guide through the season. But, um, yeah, Denny is absolutely flourishing before our eyes, I would say. <laughs> Are you surprised that Gafford was the only guy moved at the trade deadline? And, and what a performance by him last night. His line was 16 points, 17 hmm. rips, two assists, two steals, and five blocks. I mean, that, that's an impact line. And only in 24 minutes, I yeah, believe. Yeah, efficient, too. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma had a great quote after the game. He was like, I'm really happy for Gaff. He has the easiest job in sports right now, just <laughs> catching lobs from Luka and, right. and taking the opportunity when they when they double-team him. Um, I was, I guess, I guess a little bit surprised, less so when you kind of look at the number of first-round picks that were available league-wide at the trade deadline. I, I actually think it's smart that they didn't just kind of give away Tyus Jones, a point guard who's been hugely important for especially this kind of point of where they are in the rebuild for a couple of second-round picks. Uh, and, you know, same thing with Kyle Kuzma. The asking price was high and just the picks weren't there. So that's kind of all part of the plan for this team. They're going to go slow and steady. They're not going to make kind of rash decisions. They have Kyle Kuzma under contract. They have kind of flexibility with Tyus Jones as well um, so that he doesn't just necessarily leave in the summer for nothing. So I, I think they were pretty deliberate this trade deadline is what I say. And they pride one of the only first-round picks that really went around this trade deadline. Um, so that, that's pretty good for them for Gafford. Ava, where are they in this process? I mean, we know they let Wes go. It just didn't seem like the guys were really responding. I, I think they're probably happy with their record, you know, that they, they're second, you know, they're in line for a very, very high pick. I guess that's the plan. Um, but I feel like they want to be more competitive. They definitely want to be more competitive. Yeah, I, w- I would say they're, they're not unhappy with their place in terms of where they end up in the lottery. They're definitely unhappy with their record because 
kind of in that sweet spot where, yeah, we, we knew we were going to be bad. We don't necessarily want to be this bad, um, which, of course, is, is part of the reason why Wes Unsell Jr. is gone. Um, but, no, this is in I, – I cannot overstate how early this is <laughs> This is in. That's why you see a guy like Gafford move at the trade deadline, somebody who's on not a, a ton of – the team not paying him a ton of money anyways. Um, so And he's having a pretty good year. He was making some – good individual improvement as well. So when you get rid of a guy like that for picks and salary cap flexibility, that's kind of how early on, how you know um, how close to the beginning this thing is. This is going to take a few years. Ava, can you tell us what, based on what you know, what the dynamics are with Jordan Poole, you know, not only just on the floor, but his, you know, chemistry with the guys in the locker room during practice. I mean, I don't get it how he's having such a down year making so much money. I mean, is it a confidence thing? Are they? Does he does he just not care? I don't get it. I mean, to go one for twelve in an NBA game, it's not like yeah. you know, all these teams are playing cr- you know crazy defense. I mean, those are a lot of these are open looks. So, can you explain that to me? Yeah, from the locker room perspective, every time I, I talk to guys after he has a bad game like this, or a couple games ago in DC when he got booed really badly in the fourth quarter, going scoreless against Cleveland, that was kind of that was honestly tough to see. But talking to guys in the locker room afterwards. Everyone seems pretty together. That is the thing I've, I've noticed all season about this team is their chemistry, chemistry is probably the best of any Wizards team um, I've ever covered. But, you know, guys will go to bat for him every time. We asked, we asked about Brian Keith not playing him in the fourth quarter last night. and Keith says he trusted him. He just wanted to do a different look. Um, something, whenever I talk to Jordan after after games like this or, or even games when he has good nights, you know, he had 19 points against Boston in the first half and then didn't score in the second. He said, and then he always says, "When I'm the more involved I am, the better my scoreline is." And I feel like I just need to be involved. He wants to have the ball in his hand a little bit more, and that's kind of what he's been saying to me. So, teammates seem to stick up for him. Definitely say he's one of the hardest workers on the team. But there's there's something that's just not clicking that that does make you think. You know, is this a confidence thing? And in the shakeout of last year and everything that went down with the Warriors and Draymond Green, um, it, it, it feels like it's a very personal thing that's going on because it doesn't seem like anything on the, on the team is, is up. Talking to Ava Wallace, covers the Wizards for the Washington Post. Just a, a brutally tough season, I'm sure, to follow this team because they're not winning <laughs> many games. And we kind of knew this going in as fans. So to me... We could talk about Jordan Poole, but he was never going to be part of the long-term plan, in my opinion. It's all about Koulibaly, right? And recently, I've just got kind of maybe disappointed. I don't know what I was expecting because I see Brandon Miller going off left and right. And I know he's a couple years older and played in college, but I haven't seen Koulibaly pop enough. He had the one game against Boston where he scored 21 points. He had another game where he scored 19. But more often than not, He's pretty quiet on the court, in my opinion, as a fan. What do you see down the road for Koulibaly? Like, I would hope that he could You're become a star. Not writing him off, but to me, he might be, you know, Way a, too a poor man Scotty Pippen. I don't know exactly what he is. <laughs> you would take a poor man Scotty Pippen. Man, Scottie Pippen. Yeah. I would take a poor man Scotty Pippen. Of course Pippen, you certainly. would. Yeah. You'd take no. half of Scotty Pippen. He's not going to be Giannis, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think it's a little early to write him off. He showed so much potential in the early half of the season when they were kind of letting him do his own thing and, and score and, and take a lot of, uh, I would say, easier looks in, in games. And now they're absolutely loading him up. Um, you know, he, he guarded, he and um, Denny guarded Luka Doncic all night last night. He didn't have a ton of help one-on-one. Um, 
So they are putting him in positions right now. This is what the team would say. They're putting him in positions right now where he is just soaking it up and learning and like doing the hard stuff. And they would like that to happen earlier rather than later. So you're seeing a ton of times when he has the ball down the court and he will just fling a pass into the stands because he got, he gets confused or he thinks that the guy was there. He, he, he um, makes a misstep in a play. They're kind of like, yeah, get that out of your system now, learn how to deal with it now. And we can kind of dial up everything over the summer the rookie wall comes into play a little bit, but I don't think the Wizards are, are worried about Bilal at all, um, considering how far ahead of their schedule he already is, just in the kind of potential he's shown. One, to learn from game to game. Something that that I always think of is um, when they played Cleveland in earlier in the first week of the year where they got absolutely rocked, but he was guarding Donovan Mitchell, you know, twice in a in a 72-hour span, and he was definitely better the second game. He, he learns really quickly. And he learned especially well on defense. So they're kind of loading him up right now. I wouldn't be surprised after All-Star if you see him in the starting lineup more. And, yeah, his numbers are going to take a dip for that reason. But I think it's all kind of part of their part of their master blueprint. Ava, when Marvin Bagley was acquired, I'm pretty sure I exclaimed, meh. <laughs> that was my, my reaction to, the, to that move. Because he's been an underwhelming guy since he was picked number two by Sacramento. But he's... He's been a solid addition. He's got five double-doubles since he's arrived in D.C. Now, he's he's never going to contribute from outside the three-point line. It's not his game. He's just kind of an old-school throwback type of player, energy player, and I'm, I'm sure that the staff loves having him as part of the mix now. Yeah, absolutely. They give him kind of a, a dimension that they didn't have, especially when they, when they still had Gafford on the team, um, which is why I, I do – think that there might be some changes coming to the starting lineup because this is a team that wants to jack up threes and wants to play really fast. And as you mentioned, he's definitely a traditional big. Um, you know, he came in and, and absolutely had something to prove and was really hungry for playing time after not getting it in Detroit. Um, so he's done really well in that way. But I don't know if, if this version of Marvin Bagley and, and playing in the rotations that he's playing in um, is kind of the end game for the Wizards with him. Uh, with the All-Star break looming, uh, do you have any plans for the travel for the All-Star break? Are you this When you catch your breath, you're able to actually get home for a little while and chill. What's on your docket? Yes, this is when I catch my breath. And by that, I mean sleep for, what is it, six days straight? Mm. Um, no, we're, we're sending our, our national writer and our columnist, Candace Buckner, who does a really good job. So Bilal will be in Rising Stars. I'll have a story about him later this week, just kind of about, um, you know, sometimes I forget he's 19 years old and <laughs> this is his first job. So I'm, I'm kind of writing about that going forward. But I will be looking forward to watching the kind of, what is it, like 12-minute period of the All-Star game when it's fun. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this game is unwatchable. So, yeah, that's, right. that's going to be my big weekend. What's the, they, they have one more game before the Pallies. Pallies. Yep, they're, they're in New Orleans. Uh, yep, they fly today, which is Mardi Gras, so it's going to be great getting around the city. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Settle, forgot about that. Settle this yeah. for us. Um, I was saying when I watched the new head coach of the Wizards on the sideline, you know, with this quarter zip, he looks like a nice guy. I'm sure he's got amazing basketball chops, but he just reminds me of, like, a dad who's coaching in CYO. <laughs> Um, but they're all wearing that casual gear, right? Like, they were asking mm-hmm. me, does anybody wear suits anymore? I don't think so. I don't think anybody wears suits anymore yeah we were actually noting that um brian keep you know he's a he's a boston guy he just saw his family when they were out there at the celtics and he had his like zipper pearled all the way up i was like he's kind of rocking a priest look tonight it's he's got the square on his neck and everything like that but yes he he is a lifelong assistant coach and he certainly looks the part all right ava thanks for the time we appreciate it uh have fun in new orleans for the last game before the all-star break and catch up on your rest we'll talk to you again soon 
Hey, thanks, guys. Yep, Thank that's you. Ava Wallace covers the Wiz for the Washington Post. You can give her a follow today at Ava R. Wallace on Twitter at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, we'll be joined by Jeff Miller. He's a crime scene detective and forensic analyst. He's got a new mm. book out, A Life of Death. The true story of a crime scene detective. He will join us on the show at 9 a.m. The most terrifying video you will see today on Twitter is the emergency plane landing of a jet on I-75 in Naples, Florida. I think it was this past weekend where the pilots attempted to land the plane short of the airport on you know, a major interstate. What they, kind of plane was it? It was a private jet. I mean, that small one, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it looks like it probably held, you know, it could hold a dozen people. I, I don't Is know. Is that the, the one where the two it. pilots donked off? Two pilots died. Yeah. Somehow, the the three passengers escaped the wreckage. Wow. Right. And there's a dash cam video of you know somebody just driving, and all of a sudden, into the into the video frame, this jet you know, comes down out of the left side of the screen. Yeah. Goes past the median in between the highways and attempts a landing with, you know, a million cars on the road. And it overshoots the road and smashes into a retaining wall. I think there was a golf course next to... Is this, where was this? Naples? Right outside of Naples, Florida. Yeah. And so that's sat- how they died. They smashed into a wall. Yes. I see. I didn't and understand I, it, it. Some people were theorizing there's a golf course on the other side of uh-huh. the retaining they were wall. They trying to get there. But they were trying to get to the golf course because, obviously, less vehicle traffic, right. bigger space to try to land the bird in. Mm. Right. Thing erupts into a fireball, and then uh, the, both pilots perish. But somehow, hey. three, three people scurry out of the back of the plane. They did their job. They saved their passengers. They did. That you is know. true. That's true. It's a good point. Was this an expensive, big, expensive private jet? I mean, it looked like a nice private jet. I mean, it yeah. looked like like a smaller version of the, the, the private jet that Taylor Swift flew from Japan to LAX in. There's, I'm getting Jeez. I'm getting nervous. There's just there's been there's been a lot of near misses in these uh, airports, just like even on runways. Yeah, right. Taking off and landing near misses. I've got yeah, the, the freaking window exploded. Those scare me more now than than like. Crashing uh, on landing or takeoff is right. so, some guy up in the in the tower that's been working you know twenty days straight yeah and can't even see straight uh, gets his his runways mixed up and all of a sudden you're you're taking off as somebody's landing on the same runway right and then two giant fireballs right that's what I'm worried no, about. No, I'm worried about that. I'm flying Tuesday. So listen, listen to this real quick, Jason. Oh, you have a Kevin McCarthy travel schedule. Well, this is this is crazy. So Friday, I'm driving <clears throat> to Poughkeepsie, mm-hmm. right? Saturday game, gonna have to be chill on the tailgate yep. because I have to come back Saturday, and then we're staying Saturday, Sunday in D.C. for this big volleyball tournament. So it's not worth it to drive back and forth and have to be there at 8 a.m. We just get a hotel there. Right. And then on Monday, after the tournament, I got to go to the airport, fly to Providence. Mm. I don't get in Providence till midnight, get my rental car, check in my hotel, check out eight hours later, drive to Amherst, (laughs) go to the game, stay there, get up but early, and then drive back to Providence on Wednesday. The pros and cons of having kids playing collegiate sports. It's great. It's enjoyable. But and my son is in his fifth the year. The travel sucks. The travel does suck. And it's so, so expensive. You can snap your fingers and be at the fields. 
I know it'd be yeah. worth it. Yeah. I mean, I would, ne- I would never change anything. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. All of us would never change anything. We all chase our kids all around. JP does with the wrestling and the mm-hmm. coaching and everything. We all do it. But, and, and I'm going to miss when this season is over because I'll never see my That'll son basically play one. lacrosse ever again. All right. But it's going to save me some dough. Yes, it will. I mean, it, what we're spending on travel <laughs> and some and stress, hotels, travel stress. Yeah. There's your money going to the bottom line. But I, I had to pick my seats. And I'm scared to pick a window seat now. There might, might, there might be a hidden door that's going to get blown you gotta, out. You've got to do a bolt check. You've got to do a bolt <laughs> check on these freaking planes. Walk down the aisle. does cost you money. You're you're spending a lot. I almost lost some money, and Same I didn't even know it. I, had, I went to a wrestling meet. I was there from 8.15 to 12.15. And I had to bring my little one because my wife was working. And uh, just trying to occupy time. There's... It was four wrestling mats. It was the county championships and everything. And apparently I left her jacket. <laughs> a good Samaritan noticed, I guess, that I had been there because Coach Wolf over at Quince Orchard had hit up Dylan and said, is this Isabella's jacket? I was like, yes. Didn't even know it was missing. So it actually restored a little faith in humanity that people are good. <laughs> Somebody, most, well, people some, are, some people are good. Most people. Not, are, I think most, most people, people are, are good. Most people are pretty decent. A lot decent. of people are good. Some <laughs> people are d bags, but that that person clearly good. Some yeah, people are sitting the bleachers. Are the majority of people good or bad? I, I think, think most people are good. Most good. people, at least right. in this country, good. Yeah, I would agree. You know, if you're not starving, like if you're starving, well then all bets are off. You know what I mean? There, if you, like, I would guess most people in all countries are good. I don't no, think no, the no, percentage would be different. If you're starving, like if you live somewhere in a third world country and you don't have shelter and food and anything, mm-hmm. you might not necessarily be great because you're going to be starving and you're right. going to do whatever it you're takes be desperate. to feed your family. Or... I can't stop so, eating. Feed talking your family. About... I thought you were going to play your George Bush yeah, drop. You're talking about air traffic controllers. There yeah. are 10% fewer air traffic controllers than 10 years ago, mostly because, well, first of all, it's people don't enjoy it because there's so much stress. Oh, can you imagine? But you're then, working hard to put food on your family. Right. But then when the pandemic <laughs> came, they stopped training. Okay. I'm guessing for a couple of years, if not longer. So it's hard to fill those positions. So that's why a lot of them, I saw a story on the national news a couple of days ago about this. It's hard to fill the air traffic controller positions, especially in the big markets where there's really busy airports. Yeah. Because, first of all, a lot of them aren't trained well enough. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's a hard-ass job. Sure. Well, nobody else, nobody, people, when they're growing up, right, they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Be a doctor, lawyer, whatever. That air traffic nobody controller. says. When I grow up, I want to be an air no, traffic say, controller. You would say I want to be a pilot. Right. You would yeah. never say I want to be a guy up in the tower <laughs> pushing all the tin all over. I don't the know place. how much they pay those guys. I, I hope they know. pay them a lot. Staring at a bunch of probably, dots on the screen. Probably no. not nearly as much as we would think. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good you question. know what I mean? Yeah, like those those people should all get raises because that's a hard hard and important job. Right, especially in the I, big markets. I tell you, yeah, it, I bet it, you it's somewhat mind numbing though. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's stressful, but you're also just, at least from what I see, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like in the movies, just to pick this way, as staring at a bunch of like green dots. <laughs> yeah. Correct. But you got to be on your game. You can't lunch. Yep. Can't snooze. You, one, you just lunch one time. You could kill 600 people. Yeah. Like you Correct. can't lunch. Nope. Imagine. I bet you there's a lot of lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lunch. Well, you're, lucky. you're getting lucky. You're getting lucky. I could never do that job. Never. No. I, mean, I need a job where I can I lunch. Just want, I need to know what, what <laughs> went wrong. What went wrong I can't in that jump. Na- I can't lunch. What went wrong in that jet True. where the guy's like, I have to ditch on I-75 and land the bird right now? Like, 
What happened? Like, what on what the... happened? What catastrophic event happened? The engine probably just failed. I guess. Yeah. Happens just all the cabin pressure, engine could fail. There's a lot of things. <laughs> the engine probably stopped. Sometimes no, bird. I, I refuse to believe ran out of gas. <laughs> bird strike. Bird strike. You tell me baby. they don't run out of gas on planes? People I mean, run out of gas. I don't I think, think that's probably rare. less likely. That I think it's pretty rare. Very rare. It's pretty rare. That's, that's not what happened here. Planning ever. You're a real donk if you run I mean, out of there's gas. There's no chance wherever that plane originated from, say, say Louisville. I don't know where they, yeah. they took off from. There's no way that they didn't, they didn't run out of gas. Add enough gas to the airplane to make it to Naples. <laughs> I'm <Florida>. guessing <laughs> engine failure. Yes. What would you have done? I had to book my flight <laughs> to Providence, and it was butt hard. I could have taken a one stopper, which I hate. Hate them. Eight stops. And it, but it would have left at like four and gotten there at like eight. Where would you have stopped? I don't know. It didn't matter. New York or something. Mm-hmm. But Or I just took one at 1030 and I'm getting there at midnight. Yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop's always the way. Yeah. I don't mind one stoppers if it's an like hour an hour. Because then you can get, you know, get to go to Auntie Anne's or something like that. They get something horrible for you. <laughs> yeah, that you don't yeah. need. Yeah, get a slice of za. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to do. I mean, if you get and especially if it's a longer trip. If it's a short trip. No, they're short trips. Yeah, see, like to Puerto Rico, I can't remember if I booked direct or, but sometimes Puerto Rico's stop. direct is three hours, I think, no, right? No, it's like four and a half. Is it? I mean, it kind of depends. Don't know. quicker. Yeah. Um, oh. Just I be d- sure to give the pilot, dap up the pilot on the way in. No, I don't do that anymore. I just do sign of the cross as I'm walking. That's your move. Yep. That's my move. That's mm-hmm. my ritual. My ritual. Everyone is, has a ritual, right? As I as yes. I go in, as I go you in touch the door, the outside of the plane. No, I do that. I kiss my hand, <laughs> and I put it right on the. Is that the fuselage? Yeah, yeah. Put it put right, right on right the on fuselage. You give it a tap or two, right? And then I I scurry my way to my seat, right? And just hope everything uh, works out. Got to have some ritual. Got to have a ritual. And then, I'm guessing JP doesn't have a ritual. He probably, he's just I, mean, I used to say again. prayers to myself. Yeah, or yeah whatever, that's a ritual. But, but I don't. I, I, I can't say that I do it consistently. Drabby? I, I think JP's way off on this, just staring at green dots on a screen. I'm watching video of these guys at Atlanta Airport. Is it crazy? Is a, well, that's I mean, a crazy airport. There's like eight guys oh, in a room. Hartsfield, they're, yeah. they're just constantly just talking to each other, 30 planes all at once. There's so much information that they're processing. <laughs> holy they're sitting there yeah. eating a sandwich, looking at green dots yeah. on a screen. No, there's not. They're not lunching. Maybe these guys could they not might be more. doing that in Louisville. <laughs> this this eight-hour shift probably goes by in 30 seconds. I said I don't know. I just know it based on movies. I would want to be well. a controller at the world's least busy airport. Yeah. The sleepiest airport. Where there's one Which, flight a day. Whichever one that is, please sign me up for that gig. I just can't imagine the balls and the confidence that you have to have in yourself to be a pilot, yeah, to be a commercial yeah. pilot, to say, you know what? Don't worry. 300 people. Yeah. I got I'm, it. I, I'm not going to make a mistake. We're going to yeah. be flawless. I got this. I got this. I'm going to fly from here to Hawaii. No worries. I don't want to be responsible. Trust the science. Dude, I, I had a kid, on my, a kid on my flag football team, eighth grader that was already, like, flying on the regular. <laughs> Understood. But things happen. And, you know, don't worry. I'm going to handle whatever happens. If something happens, I'm going to handle it. I'm going to make the correct decision. You're trained to do that. I'm not well, getting the guys Sorry. with the 737 Maxes. They didn't handle it. Right. I'm not getting it in a bird with a kid who hasn't even hit puberty yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. That's where I got it. You know, I saw, line. I saw a video. One of the one of the guys was a good, good dual threat quarterback. Well, also pilot. I, I don't care what sort of threat <laughs> he is. Quarterback. I know you wouldn't do this. JP would. No chance. I would. Chances are zero point zero. 
Yeah. One of the golf guys I follow. Yeah. He was out in uh, Phoenix or Vegas or whatever. One of, one of those, wherever the hell he was. Mm-hmm. And they got in a driverless Uber. The three of them, oh, they no. climbed in no the chance. driverless Uber. What, for a bit or because they wanted? No, they were going from point A to point no. B, and they got in. They were like, yeah, look at this. We're getting into the car. I, I can't the, believe I those. Saw the, I saw the Uber commercial during the Super Bowl hitting kids all over the place. Yeah. Like, it's no, it. I am out. By the way, did you see the the, the the reels? I know we got a break. The reels of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, like after the, the other stuff they were shooting. Hmm. Ben Affleck throwing the football. Oh my god! Ben Affleck throws it worse than Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, but he did. Kevin McCarthy looks like Tom Brady. Really? Compared to, (laughs) but he's tagging. Did you like those uh, Dunkin' Donuts commercials? It was fine. I barely caught my. If you're into Boston porn, you're really into it. A lot of Southie. Hold on. Ben Affleck is the biggest dork in Hollywood. I'd still like to hang out with him. Again, sure you would. he's tagging Jay. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot going for him. <laughs> you know what? I lost a ton <laughs> of respect. Mm. All right, coming up next, we'll be joined by Jeffrey Miller. For 27 years, he was a police officer and detective with the Fairfax County Police Department. He's got a new book out, A Life of Death, the true story of a crime scene detective. He will join us next on The Fan. Welcome back to The Junks. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of The Junkies. Later in the hour, you'll have a chance to win tickets to see Luke Bryan, so keep listening for that. We'll do that at 945. But right now, we're joined on the BetQL guest hotline by Jeff Miller. He was a crime scene detective and forensic analyst with expertise expertise in death investigations, criminal profiling, and hostage negotiation. For Mm. 27 years, he was a police officer and detective with the Fairfax County Police Department. His new book is A Life of Death, The True Story of a Crime Scene Detective, and he joins us this morning. You never know who's going to be listening to the junks, because Jeff, and good morning, is a longtime junks P1. believe he's been listening for 20-plus years. I feel like we're kind of like huge with cops. Huge. Maybe. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I've been listening to you guys since, uh, oh, man, for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I used to drive past your studio every morning when I was on my way to headquarters. Right. So, uh, you know, I've been listening to you guys for a long time. As an aside, my dad, way back in the 60s, he had a morning drive show in Fort Collins in Grand Junction, Colorado. Ah, very good. Wow. Radio runs in your family. So how? Yeah, sort of. So this book is largely about a lot of your crime scene investigations and everything, right? And solving yeah. a lot of these crimes. Um, how long did it take you, like, from when you, like, graduated from police academy or whatever to get into detective work? Or is that something you did right away? But what was the process? Yeah, when I was in the uh, police academy, or, and even before then, I was kind of a science nerd. Uh-huh. And so when I was in the police academy, during the course of, you know, that training period, you get a lot of... Uh, forensic science-related classes. And because I was into science, I started to realize, you know, if this is the career path I want to take, I'm really interested in this. I might want to really do this. And so I worked patrol for eight years. And during that time, you know, you work burglaries and car accidents and you work in uh, radar and all that sort of stuff. But I was starting radar. to hone Ugh. my <laughs> I was starting to hone my, my forensic skills. I got really good with the camera. I started learning about how to process a scene and collect fingerprints. And so there comes a, there came a time that there was an opening in the ID section. Now, Fairfax is, back then, it was a really big police department, really big police department. And we had five officers 
whose job was to be crime scene detectives. Right. And there was an opening in that, that section. I applied for it, and I got accepted, and I wasn't in the office 20 minutes, and I realized I did not want to do anything else for the rest of my career. This was the absolute greatest job in all of police work, and I just loved every minute of it. Jeff, and I learned. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is there like a weeding out process, though, when it comes to working crime scenes and forensics where some cops are just – they don't want to deal with, like, the, the, the grisly details of being at a crime scene and the, and the blood and the gore. Is that something that ever affected you? Or, like you said, you just kind of took to it pretty naturally? Yes, yeah, sure. There's, there's some cops who don't want to do that kind of stuff because it is grisly. It smells god-awful. You see terrible things. And some people just don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff. I saw that, and I just thought it was incredibly fascinating because on occasion you would have a case where you have a dead person and there's nobody to talk to. There's no witnesses. There's no next of kin there. There's, there's no one for the homicide detective to speak to. And so, you know, when you walk into the room and that's the case, people all turn and look at the crime scene detective and go, all right, buddy, you know, it's all yours. Hmm. Solve this case. And when that happened, especially if it was a murder, I just loved that. It was like, it was like being in the spotlight. It was like being a, a, in a Super Bowl because you know, the whole case was going to rely on you. You're going to have to decipher and collect and properly analyze all of this forensic information and then present it to the prosecutor. The prosecutor would then put his case on in court, and then you would have to testify to it in court. And then you would have to convince 12 jurors that, hey, all of this information that I collected at the scene indicates that the defendant – is responsible for this murder. And that was that was the absolute best part of the job. It was just so rewarding and so much fun. Talking to Jeffrey Miller, he's got a book out called A Life of Death, The True Story of a Crime Scene Detective. He's definitely fascinated by death because just four of the chapter titles have death in it. But I want to talk to you about one case because we all kind of fancy ourselves as people that would love to be detectives and, and, and figure something out. So So take us through one of your crime scenes i know you wrote a chapter about the church lady so fill us in kind of start to finish you you hear about um a van i believe it was that's in a parking lot of a church and kind of take us through it and how you solve that riddle all right um police got a call uh a washington post back this is back in the day when the washington post got delivered at four o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. um washington post delivery man is driving through a neighborhood down by fort belvoir and it's a snowy night. It had snowed the previous day, and all of this snow and ice was frozen in the parking lot in a church. As he approaches uh, intersection, the lights on his car illuminate a body lying in the parking lot. He drives over to it, gets out of the van, goes over and looks at the victim, realizes you know she didn't slip and fall, she's not unconscious. Something really god-awful bad has happened. So this is back in the days before people had cell phones. He jumps out of the van, he runs across the street, he starts knocking on doors. And again, you know, it's really early in the morning. And so it finally gets somebody to come to the door. They call the police. Patrol officers arrive. <clears throat> they see the body, and so they call homicide and crime scene. In the meantime, other patrol officers are doing a perimeter search around this church. And about a quarter of a mile away, off into the woods, they see a car has run into a tree. Um, they don't approach the car. 
but they can see that the driver's side window is either rolled down or broken and that nobody is around the car and they don't see any footprints coming out of the car into the snow. They find another car about a quarter of a mile away. That car is in a ditch, kind of turned sideways. And inside on the driver's seat, they can see an empty holster, but the car is all locked up. So myself and a homicide detective, we get there at the scene and my partner, Andy Johnson, he and I are the crime scene detectives and, and we're responsible for collecting all the evidence. In the meantime, patrol officers are running the tags of the car that's in the trees and the car that's found in the ditch. So you got a and car in the trees, out, a car in the ditch, and you got a dead body. Correct. Um, the victim has obviously been shot a number of times. She's uh, got a, a number of um, bullet entry and exit holes, and she has an obvious wound, a bullet wound to her face. Um, we process the scene and find two cartridge casings uh, there, not too far from the victim. Uh, then we go on and we move to the car that's in the woods. We look inside there and we find a number of other cartridge casings, a broken window. And on the passenger side of that car, there is a pool of water about knee deep. And the ice had formed over top of this pool and there was a, a break in the ice where it looked like somebody had come out of the passenger side of the car, stepped on the ice, their foot had punctured a hole into the ice, and then they stepped on the ice and walked away, and there was a fine powdery residue of snow on top of the ice, and you could see very clearly two boot impressions. About this time, we heard that the homicide detective was at the um, nearby police station interviewing the owner of the car that had the um, mm -hmm. holster in it. Mm. And so we're going, okay, well, that, that must be somebody who had something to do with this. So we went to the station, and I told the homicide detective, hey, look, we need to collect this guy's clothing, his jacket, and take a look at his boots and see if they match the boot impressions we saw at the scene. And sure enough, they did. Same kind of uh, boot pattern. We collected his jacket, his uh, black leather jacket, and um, then we went back to the scene, collected the car. There were some more cartridge casings in the car. That car turned out to belong to the dead victim. And then we went back to the uh, suspect's car with the holster in it. And inside that car, in addition to the holster, we found another cartridge casing, but it was a different manufacturer than the cartridge casings we found in the victim's car and the cartridge casings we found at the scene where the, the victim was lying in the parking lot. Over time, we were able to put all of this together and show that this particular suspect, his name was Gary Asa Donahue, he was responsible for this murder. And this is a case where there were no witnesses to the shooting. The, Donahue never gave the homicide detective anything that was incriminating. And it was all solved by forensic science. And during the course of the, the um, trial, um, you know, I had to testify about all of this forensic evidence, and it all came together very, very well. Jeff, let, let me ask you a question. I always talk about this sort of hypothetical, and we're, I'm sure. always amazed that people think they can get away with crimes. Um, I used to say, if you wanted to commit a murder, now just this is kind of dark, but just work with me. 
You'd have to kill. Oh, this a, book's dark. You got to you got to kill a stranger. You can't have a connection to it. Um, I don't know how you'd get rid of the body. I don't know. Light it on fire. I don't know what you'd do. But today, with cameras and everything, everywhere, ubiquitous, can you yeah. can you actually, if if it's properly investigated, can you actually commit like the perfect murder today in twenty twenty four? Well, there, aren't no, there unsolved murders all the time? I know, but maybe they're not properly investigated. You know what I mean? With full well, resources. Yes, there, there's there's always the unsolved murder. However, what you need to understand is the police never forget. They're always, we have cold case uh, mm-hmm. investigators who take these cases that have been unsolved for years, and they're always rattling the bushes, always trying to find something that, uh, to bring this to to a conclusion. And forensic science is always changing. Back in the day when I first started in the crime scene section, there was no such thing as DNA analysis. Right. Now they can do DNA on a single cell. Yeah. And so, you know, technology has, has increased a lot. The other thing you need to realize is this device I'm talking to you with right now, the cell phone, yeah. the cell phone and the computer is the greatest boon to forensic science and law enforcement investigation since the, the the discovery that fingerprints were unique to all human beings because the things that people do on their phone, the messages that they send back and forth bust on their you computer, every time, right? It, 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 it gives an indication uh, like a time capsule of what people do when they do it. And, and so for law enforcement, it's a great way to look back in time and see what people have been doing. You need to get that burner phone, EB. So can get you, so can you, can, can, if I wanted to just, to, I was a devilish kind of guy, and I just wanted to taunt the police, you know, like these old serial killers would. I mean, can you really get away with that today? Well, you can get away with the taunting, but we're going to track you down, and we're probably going to find you at some point. Right. You know, you have, you know, we're going to talk to people that know you. We're going to talk to people who used to know you. We're going to be able to find out things that you searched on the Internet to try and figure things out. Um, all that stuff gets recorded, and over time, you know, uh, good investigators will be able to, to put it all together. Even if Jeff, you're that... using incognito? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry? Even if you're using Google incognito? See, he, doesn't me. he doesn't know about it. Well, you'd be surprised at what somebody can find out. Um, they, the, the guys who invented incognito, they know how to uninvent it. Right. They know how to... to Bust it open. Right. Jeff, so that being said, um, you have a whole uh, chapter about the D.C. sniper case, which you were involved with uh, right. just over 20 years ago. Uh, and obviously but that was like the prime of our career, terrified the, the city. I remember driving by the Home Depot. You were probably yeah. right there investigating. Yeah. Right. So if yeah. so, Jeff, if if street cameras were more prevalent then, and I yeah. don't even know if they were, but I assume they weren't. Would would that case have been solved a lot sooner? I assume it would have been. Well, I mean, only if the street camera picked up the actual shooter, right? And then you could follow him as he gets into his car, and then see the license plate on the car. Yeah, that that would have worked. But going back after Malvo and Muhammad were identified and arrested, mm-hmm. we then went to all the stores around those mm-hmm. particular areas, even not just in the Washington metropolitan area, but in all the other cases across the country that they were involved in. And we could pull video from mm-hmm. all kinds of different places. And sure enough, we found them doing stuff. You know, they, 
in their car, they didn't throw away a lot of stuff. And so they had a lot of receipts from purchases that they had made. And on the receipt, they stamped the name and address of a store, the time that they were there. We would go to the store, pull the video, and sure enough, you could see them in there walking around. Right. You could see them shoplifting stuff or, or paying so for stuff. So how long did you know it was them before you caught them? Uh, only 24 hours. Okay. Um, that was a, a situation that occurred in that law enforcement, uh, a, a number of things all occurred on the very same day. Um, Malbo's fingerprint got identified in reference to a shooting in Montgomery, Alabama. And that information led to the fact that Malvo and his mother had been arrested in Tacoma, Washington, because they were illegal immigrants. Mm. FBI contacted the authorities there, and they told them a story about Malvo um, being with Mohammed. FBI then ran Mohammed's name to see if he had a vehicle. They had recently purchased the Chevy Caprice, and they had registered in, in New Jersey. And so it had a tag number. And so there came a time when the task force had all of that information and they were didn't want to release it to the press immediately because then you know the bad guys would hear that because they were monitoring TV and radio and reading the newspapers. If they released that, then you know Malvo and Muhammad would have just got and stolen uh, another license plate, put it on their car, and we'd have been back to zero. Mm-hmm. So they hung on to that information for 24 hours, and then they decided to release it. And we got lucky in that um, they were asleep in mm-hmm. a uh, rest, rest stop. area yeah. and, was not- and was noticed by a truck driver. He called the police, and the whole cavalry came in there and got him very quickly. Was that Myersville, Maryland? It was, was outside that- of Frederick, I think. Outside somewhere. of Frederick, right? Yes, exactly. Myersville, Maryland. Myersville, yep. Maryland. Yep. All right, Jeff, well, thanks so much for the time, and thanks for sending us copies of the book. It's A Life of Death, the true story of a crime scene detective. A lot of stories in there. Yeah, a lot of great local stories, uh, including the sniper, the, the shooting at the CIA that he was a part of, and much, much more. You can go to Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. Thanks again, and thanks for listening for 20 years. We appreciate that. Hey, thank you very much for putting me on, guys. I really appreciate this. Thanks again. Yeah. All right. Nice talk to see you, Jeff. Again, the book is A Bye. Life of Death, The True Story of a Crime Scene Detective. You can get that at Amazon.com. When we come back, we'll get into EB's entertainment page next. Time now for EB's entertainment page, and it has a sponsor. Oh. Sponsored segment. It's driven, Cakes. It is driven <laughs> by BMW yes. Fairfax. Well, I don't have it in front Here, of me. Ricky, it doesn't really matter. Sam told me I don't have to read this, but... <laughs> Uh, See, you say that every time. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys think I have to read this particular no, thing. No, he's just setting you. He's, he is being John Stockton. You're supposed to be yeah, the mailman. You're supposed to finish. I'm going to deliver. <laughs> I'm going to give a great promo. I've been working with BMW Fairfax for over 15 years. They, they make the greatest vehicles in the world. Go over there and talk to my guy, Mike Walker. He'll take care of you. You get a 5 Series, 7 Series. Uh, you get a used vehicle, whatever you want. I say they treat you like a rock star. JP thinks that's a different connotation. To me, that means you get the best service. You're getting VIP treatment. You get VIP treatment. Somebody so. say VIP. It's Brett. Mm-hmm. But I'm there. not kidding. Or VIP. Go get, hit them up. And if nothing, just go take it for a test drive and see for yourself. Um, all right. The more Super Bowl fallout or just sort of details. By the way, are you doing laptop and iPad today? <laughs> I just noticed. Yeah, no, it's just a, it's a, it's an iPad we got. I'm just kind of playing with it. He's got all kinds of stuff going on over there. But he hates Apple. Computers. I don't really like Apple, but this works better with my launch monitor. To be honest with you, um, I've purchased so many Apple products. Not for me, 
but for my daughters. No, my I know. Wife. Believe me, we got a house full of them, but I don't like them. Apple. Uh, so Super Bowl ratings. We talked about it. Over 123 million. Some people are saying, is it a Taylor Swift effect? Whatever. Uh, who knows? What I found interesting is, is this is kind of what Jason was touching on earlier when we talked about this. So uh, 123 million, but they're they're thinking the network says over 200 million watched at least part of the game. Um, and Did that it makes spike sense. during the halftime show. I don't know. I think sometimes it's it actually spikes during the halftime show. Probably. I know. I was talking to a dentist that I met at church. He was a retired dentist, and uh, he said he was going to watch part of the game, but you know he didn't have any allegiance to either team. So I think that's what maybe happens with some older people or people. That, mm-hmm. You know, they check it out, yeah. but they're not necessarily going to watch the whole thing. Um, They've also changed the way. I also read that Nielsen changed the way that they calculate mm-hmm. ratings. Out of home ratings, mm-hmm. so they're figuring out so x amount, x amount are, are in bars. restaurants and bars, and they factor that. Depends on what this what city they're in. Uh, I think it's it's market depending, right? But they they do calculate people. I guess it's a general number people that are out in bars and restaurants. But so it is amazing if you think kind of <clears throat> historically, when we were kids and they used to put out the numbers. And look, this is pre cable, like when we were really young. Mm-hmm. The World Series would have more viewers than the Super Bowl. And over time, the NFL just got more and more popular. I think by the time we were like teenagers in the 80s, mm-hmm. the NFL was more popular than Major League Baseball. But just looking back at the historical numbers of viewers mm-hmm. watching the Super Bowl, like 20 years ago, it was like 50 million less. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy. But it, but. We talked about how, you know, every year it's like, what, 94 of the top 100 uh, highest rated shows shows are NFL related or NFL games. And I heard somebody bring up, too, that the halftime show got bigger when Fox did a counter programming. And I'd kind of forgotten about that, that one of the Super Bowls, Fox said, hey, during halftime, come watch in Living Color or whatever Mm -hmm. they were That bombed? No, that. So, drew like 30 so then, viewers. So then the NFL said, oh, we got to counter the counter programming. Let's start having these big time halftime shows that'll keep the eyeballs on mm-hmm. us versus going to an opposing network. Well, why don't they just do a quick 15 minute halftime and then it's not an issue? You got enough time to go poop. And uh, if, you know, if the commanders were in the Super Bowl, we would all have been at in Vegas, correct? Probably. I mean, the, the company would have, would the company have se- sent us maybe. If the commanders? I'm, I'm going to go with maybe. Drabby, what's your thought on that? I'm not sure. I don't really probably have a but big party. But I would pay my own way. I would pay my yeah. own way to be out there. I mean, the station would have a massive presence there. I would I pay I think the morning show would be there. I would pay my own way to be there. Of course. I'm not necessarily pay, I'm not paying would you, grand would for you a ticket. Would you be at the game? Yeah. I would. don't know. I don't care. No, but I'm I would paying be, I would be there for the for week lead up 100%. I've been to one Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know if it was a famous person or not, but I saw yesterday that there was a guy who either on TikTok or Instagram posted a picture of himself at the game in the second quarter. Yeah. And his seats weren't they weren't terrible. It wasn't right. upper deck. Right. But then he posted a picture of himself in the third quarter on his sofa and he said the view's better at home. Oh, he didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that too. I, I, I believe that. I believe was that. it a famous person? Or I don't was know. Just like I can't remember. Some guy grabbing ads. Not sure. Well, so we, you know, obviously Taylor Swift, big part of this. I think Jay or Drabby said she officially got like twelve, you know, twelve camera shots. They were quick. 
Um, and whatever, she, she's, it's not her fault that the camera's obsessed with her. Um, hey, I joked that they were actually doing shots of Miles Teller because he was in the booth. Was he in the booth? I didn't even recognize him. And I said this earlier in the program, and I want you to refute me. You can call in in the next break or two. I know we got a game. Or you could you could tweet me at EB Junkies. It refu- figure out, explain to me how this happened. I my guess is that Travis Kelsey got no uh, victory buns because she flew out at five a.m. and there's more than just that. She was there with well, all her friends on. with Blake Lively and her best friend. She brought her parents there. They're partying with the parents. All right, well, hold on a second. When is the victory buns? Hold on. Yeah. You don't know when they got to the club. What if they went back to the hotel, got dressed and everything? Yeah, freshen up. And they got freshened up, and then they, they okay. hit it, and then think, they went to the club. If you think that that's what they did. You think they, they went right from Allegiant Stadium to the club? Took a shower? Probably, yeah. I mean, probably pretty quickly. Was he still wearing a shoulder pads? Isn't it possible they went back to the hotel first? Maybe, but so you think they just knocked out a quickie, All right, hold a five minute? What time did the game end Vegas time? Don't know. 8.30-ish? 8.30. All right, so they, they had, they were yeah, they, they were there had, till five. They the could have got there at twelve. Yeah, but the game ended at eight thirty. But they're doing all the on field okay. stuff, all the interview stuff, locker room, all the press conference. All right, but stuff. you're but you're telling me it's impossible. They went back to the hotel. I'm not first. saying it's impossible, but I'm saying I'm betting fifty one forty nine. I'm betting there was no victory buns. You're weirdly no obsessed with right, whether well, they taxed. You're still it giving it a forty nine percent chance. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, I think it's more likely than not they. And I'm stunned by Maybe this. they're waiting until marriage and they haven't oh, hit it at all. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, you know what? that's a good answer. answer. Hey, wouldn't that, wouldn't that solidify their relationship even more? Maybe. That, that she flew all the way from Tokyo for no ding-a-ling? Right. <laughs> well, they for, might have for, done for it just before, support. Yeah. maybe before the game. But after the game, he's got his post-game responsibilities. Yeah. She's got her parents there. All right, but that didn't take all night. Her friends there. Her celebrity friends there. Did she say, hey, uh, is she as crass as like a Kardashian? Who like in these shows? Who says oh, we're gonna go uh, make a baby in the bathroom real quick? My guess would be. I don't think that happened. My guess would be right. at least that it... happened on the Kardashian show. Did you know that? No, I don't watch the Kardashians. Neither did I, but JP was telling me. <laughs> All I'm saying is there was eight or nine hours between the uh, end of the game and Mahomes they... throwing the touchdown right. till they were leaving the club. When when they did... could have easily done. Well, something. also when did when does her flight leave? It left at 5 a.m. Vegas time. And also, I thought she they showed it. video of them like making uh, out on the dance floor at like 5 a.m. Right, and then so, she went to the airport. All right, so maybe they left an hour after that. Okay. Yeah. okay maybe. And also, there could, have been saying, pre, there, no there could have been pregame buns because she landed in LAX on Saturday. No, no that I agree with. Yeah. That I 100% agree with. I mean, what time, what time are they doing walkthroughs and everything? I'm, I'm sure. No, no. I, I they were out on the field pretty early. Pre-game buns, I would say may, way more no, likely. Pre-day, too, because you yes. got there Saturday. 100%. What about halftime buns? It's a long halftime. No. They got all size for Usher. That's where Andy Reid has to step in and say, <laughs> no halftime right. buns. Oh, Andy Reid, the same guy who he basically body slammed? Yeah. I would, if, I, yeah. if I were Andy Reid, I'd say, you did nothing in the first half. You can't crush it during halftime. You won't have your and last. I think because they won the Super Bowl, he was not villainized for that. So many players would have been villainized yeah. for that, especially hey. if they lost. I agree. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, he, he can't do pregame buns because he was so angry, right? Yeah. If, he was well, very okay, angry. maybe. But <laughs> he wouldn't be so he wouldn't be explain. so angry if he if he That's got pregame point. buns. That's a very good point. No, By I, the way, he had one catch for one yard after legs. the bump. He, he had eight more catches eight. for like ninety He's yards. He's not going to have that after he crushes it. He's not going to have any energy left. He's going to want to go to sleep. Listen. I was, I'm going to say he had pre-day bun. Whenever she arrived, 
buns, and then that satisfied the need so that after the game they could just party together and they didn't have to, have to worry about the I'm buns because they were already not very out. pent up and angry. Yeah, very so pent up, very just, angry. That's why it. I don't think no. uh, Drabby, are you team of Valdez or team EB? As, as Mickey said, women weaken legs. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the theory. I think you're the only one obsessed with whether or not they smashed and when <laughs> yeah. they did. I am, I am obsessed. She's with their parents? She's I think you also friends? probably have the timeline. Yeah, but she has her own penthouse suite. I don't think I she's do. staying. Like she, she's she like she's splitting yeah. a room with her parents. Yeah. Yeah. No, but she has her own suite. I think it's a. I think when you win the Super Bowl, it's a nonstop party. There, nobody's going back to the room and chilling for an well, hour. Why couldn't he fly how with her for know? a day? Yeah, he he got no know. idea. Just celebrate. I just know how celebrate. <laughs> they shower. They <laughs> change. No idea. Okay, I just all right. Well, at when yeah, the Cavs won the Stanley Cup, you know what they did? They got on a bus. With the Stanley Cup, and they went right to Hakkasan, yeah. and they were doing this with the exactly. cup. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't they? Sh- they're showering and changing in the locker room, so there's no need for Travis to go I'm back to well, whatever Bellagio. That doesn't to mean shower. they didn't. I, I would want to bet my money on this. I bet, bet your money and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I contact Taylor Swift's PR. You hate Taylor people. Swift. You're angry about the times they show her on TV. Yet you want to know exactly when they had sex. And, <laughs> well, and, and, because and, it's interesting to me. Well, I know that's you, you like you. You're into her, just like everyone else. I'm not into her. Yeah, I think she's beetle. Juice. I think no. she's got the world's tiniest head and the longest legs. You're I, obsessed with her sex life. <laughs> I like sex life stories. That's funny to me. That's interesting. All right, when we come back, we're going to give you a chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. We're going to play an impromptu game. You can fill up the lines right now. What Eight, is it? 800 636 1067. JP yeah, yeah, will like this go. one. Country star or, or drives a fast car. Okay. It's a take on a Russian politician or, or uh, NHL, NHL or a Russian politician. Right, I like it. So, so it's, either just, so it's like Max Verstappen. No, no. It's either a NASCAR <laughs> or country star. Yes. NASCAR. Yeah, okay. so 800-636-1067. we got a pair of tickets. Or to country see star. Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. You can call to possibly win right now. Up for grabs right now, a pair of tickets to Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024 Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, go to thefandc.com slash events. These tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. We're going to play Country Star or Drives a Fast Car. Mm. If you guess correctly, you win the Luke Bryan tickets. How many tickets easy? do we have to give away? We have one pair. Oh, just one pair. By the way, you know that there's a rumor that Beyonce may be putting out potentially a country. I re- did hear that, yes. I'm out on that. <laughs> I mean, why? You were for it with Darius Rucker? It is more country to me than Beyonce. I don't think that anything country about Beyonce. <laughs> now, maybe she grew up in, I don't even know where she grew Houston. up. Houston. Texas, yeah. She's a Texas. So girl. maybe she's a country girl. She's right? a great Darius singer. Rucker. No, I know, but Darius Rucker at least was from South Carolina. Grew up, mm-hmm. that was his influence. That was his bit. Well, Texas sounds pretty country yeah, to me. Texas too. is pretty country. Like, pretty country. Okay, does she strike? Is anything country about Beyonce to you at Seems this point? Seems pretty cosmopolitan like, at this point. But maybe she's like looks, sixteen years she's old. She's experimenting. Okay, sometimes people experiment. If Taylor can do country, then pop. Why can't Beyonce do pop than country? Sure. Okay, I'm just saying to you, this guy, Eric Carlton Bickle, out on Beyonce's country. <laughs> I'm out on all countries. So. <laughs> I'm out on most country. <laughs> oh. All right, who's up first for go to, country star or drives a fast car? Go to Mike in Bristow. Hey, going Mike. in blind, Cakes. Hi, Mike. Country star or drives a fast car? Oh. Chase Briscoe. Uh, drives a fast car. Winner. Yeah. Drives a fast car. I'm a winner, too. I was going to guess. I would have got that. He's going to see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Luke Live. Congrats. Does that dude any good? 
I have no idea. Yeah. Season. Give I, just, I just Googled a bunch of country stars <laughs> right, what's, what's your or drives one? fast cars guys. Uh, how about Jackson Dean? That's country it. Star had one drives a fast that car. That sounds like a country star. That's country. It is a country star. And a uh, fun fact about him, <clears throat> born in Odenton, Maryland. Well, he's not, he can't be that good. Ja- I don't know anything about him. Jackson Dean? Jackson Dean. All right, I have another one for you. All right. Country star Put drives Mike on a fast hold, car. <laughs> uh, Bailey Zimmerman. Country star or drives a fast car? I mean, I know That's him. a driver. No, fast no, no, you a country know? star, 100%. Religiously, I mean, believe me, I know a bunch of his songs. He's silly. Oh, all right, well. EB is correct. That is a country He's star. He's actually one of my new faves. His, uh, some of his hits include Never Coming Home and, and You Don't Want cousin. That Smoke. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> I'm not with familiar that word. That. I know. Isn't that also a podcast with uh, Steven Jackson? Up in yeah. Smoke? Might be I have no smoke? idea. I'm, I'm not, I'm not aware of his podcast no work. Idea. All right. Uh, one more. Justin Moore. Country star drives a fast I'm gonna car. I'm going to say NASCAR. Country. Country star. His hits include Small Town USA and Bait a Hook. Those sound like country titles to me. He also plays shooting guard for Villanova. Hey, he also I, does that, hey, too. There's um. you guys got to watch. I know no one's a NASCAR fan. Right. I wasn't a NASCAR fan seven days ago. Right. But yeah, you know how Netflix got you. They that NASCAR show was called Full Speed. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really good. It's better. When did than, it come it's, out? It's like a week ago. It's oh, better shit. than a lot of those other documentaries they've put out because it's really a lot of raw emotion from mm-hmm. the from the drivers. Right. And I, they make it simple to understand. Like to me as an outsider, I didn't know anything about how the point stuff worked. Mm-hmm. They explain. They take you through the playoff race each race. It's really interesting. And, uh, I think I would like it. So you think I'd I like think it? I think you would. I think everybody who, who's a competitive I think sports I would like fan it. would like it. I watch it. all those, uh, the hillbillies racing cars and all that. I think I would like it. You love it. I think I'll be. What's the guy, your favorite the street guy? racer. The street no. racer. What's his name? He came yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. AJ the, the street, Boss. JJ the Boss. JJ the All those guys. Hey, there's I, a new, I still watch There's it. a new um, documentary called Lover, Stalker, Killer. Have you watched that yet? I have not. Nope. I saw Sounds the promo. intriguing, though. It's only an hour and a half. So it's just a it's a one hour documentary, maybe an hour and a half. Who's it about? I don't know. I've been, I just saw it. I was telling you, boys, you guys are sleeping on True Detective. I'm yes. it's now Tuesday. Five today. I Rick. get it. It comes out Sunday night. Nobody mm-hmm. watched it on Sunday, but I watched it yesterday. Actually, it came out Friday. They, oh, they really? Had, yeah they they had a whole promo saying it was going to come Did out. Did not Friday. know it was oh, coming I out before Super Bowl. I watched it on Friday. So we all slept. Uh, I, I watched it yesterday. Is your theory still intact, by the way? I have no idea. I don't even know what his theory was. To be honest with you. You forgot what it was? No, no. I don't know what's going on in it's this It's very show. confusing. It's actually. You were making fun of me. Right, let me ask it's you actually, this. the show sucks. You were making fun of me. Let me ask you this. Is there, a, <laughs> is there a tie-in with season one? No. There's not one not tie-in. I'm aware of. What do you mean a tie-in? What about like, that little logo, that sign? That's from and the, the dad. They're yes, just re- they, 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 oh, they're, I'm they're sure referencing they do it. Make reference. Yeah, they're just that. reusing but stuff it's not from a, season but one. But it's not a significant no. tie-in. No, Nick Pizzolatto, whatever his name is, is Rick. That they keep tying stuff into season one. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he not involved in this He's one? Not. No. Well, he was the plagiarist anyway, right? I mean, I don't care. He created a still <laughs> yeah. show. Still pretty good. <laughs> he can plagiarize all he wants. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a silly he, show. Maybe he didn't write this one. I that. think the acting is really good. The the score, like the scene, like all this was good. But it's very confusing. And I think sometimes a couple of the characters to me look very similar. And I have to go, is that the sister or is that the daughter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to watch. I'll get caught up today. My son watched it. He said he had. It's going to have trouble sleeping after episode five. Oh, that really? tells me well, actually, it's going to be good. I, oh. Actually, now my wife ended up falling asleep, but we watched True Detective together. And then 
She's like, she said this in the past, not last night. But can you put something light on after it? Yeah, yeah, that's my because it'll move haunt too. you to sleep. So that I watch Curb after that. Sometimes my move is I'll put on something just butt disturbing, and my wife's like, "Can we watch something like some levity before I go to sleep, so I don't have freaking nightmares?" Mm-hmm. And then of course I'll pop on like uh, I'll pop on like Triton. <laughs> Triton high level poker, like just what she wants. That'll put her to sleep. Of WSOP main event final tables, right? Riveting. The season started out good. Now it stinks. <laughs> I still like a lot it. Of people piling on. True I do. The only thing that it is, there's a formula though that you almost you just have to watch the last five minutes of every episode. Like the whole well, episode's you know filler, gonna be and balls. then there's going to be a hook. Right? I don't laugh. The whole thing is curveballs. If this was a crab cake, the majority of it would be filler. No, yeah. don't say that. There's a lot of filler. There's still a jumbo lump at the end of this one. Though. I don't like the fact that it's all dark. <laughs> it is dark. It will, I don't like the way they sleep. shoot it, you mean. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like, n- I, night I mean, country. I'll I don't like the, that. I'll go in the basement, and I'll turn all the lights off, and the screen will be butt dark. You can barely and I'll see be it. Lu- no, I'll be lucky to not fall asleep <laughs> right. 30 minutes in. You still not watch- because it's bad content, but because of the aesthetics of watching Are you still it. watching on a teeny TV down no, there? No, I watch in the basement, Rick. No, but I know. Didn't you have a small TV down that's there? In my, that's in my kitchen. No, no, but like you had like a forty-two inch. No, he upgraded. I have, six, I have a sixty-five or seventy right, inch. Sixty-five is minimum now. Yeah, I need to. I probably need bigger. Yeah, you got a big but ass what am I basement. Do? Yeah, eighty-five or I guess I could do that. Yeah, just have eighty-five ers are cheap. <laughs> Haven't done it. You still have the silly Pelly down there. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't get a lot of use, but that's I still a great have it. story. Yeah. The greatest <laughs> lying yeah, takes the king of white lies. That's why I've now taken my Pelly uh, account private. For those that don't know, Cakes private. was lying about it. How the many views. times he was using yeah, the Peloton? I got busted, yeah. and the listener busted. Him. Yeah. So you're no longer. I'll tell you, I don't use mine. You're no longer mine privy to my there. workout schedule. Sorry, Cakes is the king of those white lies. He's like, I don't know. I use it. Two, three two times, or three a times a week. I just didn't, I didn't know, realize. Was it two or three times in a the, year? All the breadcrumbs are out there from people. <laughs> I love classic cakes, though. I yeah. haven't used mine since like 2022, maybe. Well, you know what else? Their stock price reflects it. Yeah. Boom. Oh, really? Off the cliff. Yeah. 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 Well, everybody's stock price is going down today. Well, today is, you know, a give back day. <laughs> it is a Sometimes good Sometimes these things happen. All right, what are you going to do? All right, we got to get out of here. We are done for the day. We will see you again tomorrow. Our friends, B, Mitch, and Finley. Coming up next right here on 106.7 The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.